Welcome back to the Outdoorsman Collective Podcast in collaboration with Hunt Northeast. I am your host, Joe Ploss, and today's episode is a real fun one. I was able to wrangle up Derek Verville, Hunter Bia, and Travis McDonald for an epic episode talking about whitetail deer hunting, and more specifically, whitetail deer hunting on the island of Nantucket off the coast of Massachusetts. Nantucket isn't really your typical deer hunting location when you think of hunting whitetail. And so when I heard about this trip, uh, the guys went on and the picture of the 38 deer they harvested between the 15 guys, I had to get them on the show to talk about it. I know all three of these guys are wicked hunters, and but that's a lot of deer. So without further ado, here's the episode. So uh, yeah. Today uh, we have a large group here. We got Derek, myself, Hunter, and Travis, and uh, we're gonna kind of keep this one a little bit more, uh, less of a interview style like I've done before, um, and kind of just let it free flow and see how it goes. But um, why don't you guys introduce yourself, Derek? You've you've already uh, been on the show. People know about you, I guess. <laughs> that's that's never a good thing. But yeah, back again. <laughs> yeah, um, Hunter. Yeah, this is Hunter. Yeah, and uh, and Travis. Yeah, Travis uh, from New Hampshire. Yep. So, um, uh, Hunter, you want to give a little background yourself? Yeah, I've uh, I've been hunting since I could walk. Basically, my father started taking me out when I was five. All over the place. I've hunted most of my time up north during rifle season. Um, yeah, we've I've kind of just been been in the hunting, fishing fishing game since i can remember lifelong and, outdoorsman oh yeah yep what about you travis yeah i'm the same kind of way um grew up hunting fishing my dad got me into it at a young age luckily i had my dad to teach me uh, my dad didn't have anyone to teach him uh i mean he hunted with his cousins and uncles but uh so he taught me and got into it young i'd go out when he'd be hunting i'd be carrying a little daisy red rider around clinking through the woods scaring every animal in the woods away from him but and yeah i've just been in it ever since i don't know probably four or five years old yeah and so now you uh travis you you live like in the great bay area yeah i'm sure right yep so Uh, what's what's uh what's hunting like around there it's different and it's getting worse every year in my opinion i mean just with everything developing uh, there's not a whole lot of woods down there. I know you guys hunt a little zone zone M as well. Um, but it's just small pieces of woods. Uh, lots of deer though, high deer density, which is great. Yeah. Me and Joe definitely figured that part out. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, that's a, a challenge on its own. Like the, and like you said, it's getting worse every year as more and more people are moving, you know, especially from out of state, like Massachusetts and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, more posted signs are going up, more people upset about people walking around with guns and bows and dragging deer out of the woods. It's that, that on its own, like there's so many deer, but that on its own is the biggest challenge, I think. Yep. And then anywhere that's worth your time or investing time into, there's 20 other hunters generally, unless you get permission somewhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You try to do any public land stuff, you're dealing with other people and unless you get off the beaten path go push into a swamp or something you're going to be around other people it just is what it is right and that's why was it three years ago now i started hunting with you down there yeah 
So that's why, like, generally I would go off and do my own thing mm-hmm. and, and learn my own pieces, but I needed an intro to it. I felt like I wanted an intro to it because it was a whole different world compared to what we do with our coastal zone. So I did, I did one season with you down there and then one set the following year. And then even though you told me, yeah, you're more than welcome to come, I broke off. Me and Joe started looking around, kind of doing our own thing and uh, not trying to encroach on anybody, you know. And we we managed to get lucky, found a good piece, and we've pulled three doubles out of it now and seen tons and tons of deer. Yeah, yeah, we got, we got one good spot down there. And, uh, I mean, you found a couple more recently yep. uh, for, for gun hunting and – yeah, we're just going to try to keep on finding those little pockets that people don't want to get de- get down into, you know, get away from the people in the highly density, densely populated areas. Yeah, that's what you have to do. And, like, you even have pieces that are 100% legal, but some you just are like, I don't want to touch a gun right. off in here that, yep. all right, we'll just bow hunt Totally this. get yep. that. Yep. It's just the way it is. Yeah. I didn't grow up in bigger woods areas like these guys, so, like, I didn't grow up rifle hunting. It was all shotgun, archery. Um, recently I want to get into more rifle hunting. I'll start hunting bigger woods up in New Hampshire. Um, but yeah, I grew up shotgun hunting. He grew up rifle hunting. There's definitely differences there. Okay. So you, you haven't even really done much big woods hunting at all. Not like, no, nothing like, I mean, there's, we have some properties down here that are, I consider big, but when you look at Northern New Hampshire and Maine, it's like, no, those are still yeah, yeah. tiny little pockets. <laughs> big Woods is where it's at. Yeah. 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 I mean, look Hunter at... likes his Big Woods. Look at where I went last year, that big swamp I found that I liked. You know, I, I did a ton of walking in there. There's tons of bucks. Uh, some guys were here from, uh, I think it was Missouri, shot like a 150-inch 10-pointer over there, and uh, I was actually on its track before he shot it. The deer was just too far ahead of me. It broke a swamp. He shot it, but I uh, went back in there, ended up hanging in the swamp, and that piece is definitely going to produce hopefully this year. And you know that's like thirty five hundred acres. Oh, it's that you big. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you know we're used to hunting, you know our coastal zone. We're used to hunting stuff that's twenty acres, yeah, twenty or less. thirty acres yeah. maybe. And then one of our biggest spots, I think, in on the coastal zone is like forty nine acres. Right. Yeah. And then Travis, you're the, one of the biggest spots I've been in with you is maybe yeah 25 yeah we have some that like it's actually funny like i stick to the smaller ones it's just what i know but there are pieces i hunt that are a couple hundred and it's like oh wow this is a big chunk but it's like that's nothing no oh, yeah. yeah yeah it's definitely a different different ball game completely yeah know? yeah I well mean, i grew i grew up doing both so i got the you know advantage of i know how it's is hunting around here i Every year I do it. I'll be like, oh, I'm going to get on this nice buck that I found around here. And then after the first week, there gets to be too many people. I get, you know, upset with it. and You can swear. It's and, okay. And I, and I head up. And I head <laughs> up north. Just because it's, it's a totally different world up there, you yeah. know. It's, and it is the such... hunting's different. The deer are different. Everything about it is different. Whether you're hunting tracking in the snow or hunting dry ground, it's still a totally different thing you know it's not the deer just the deer don't have they're not limited to one piece because you know there's a pocket of deer that they all you know congregate with you know a buck up there he'll go miles on his own well see there in this one spot and they're not there's not as many so it's it's hard it's it's not as easy yeah you you can't you can't pattern somebody that grew up hunting up there and lives up there were to come down here they would probably you know be 
so you know pretty surprised when they you know walked into the woods down here. It would probably be more like, wow. Look of, at all the deer around here. But it'd, it'd probably be more of a situation like what you were saying, where like you know you you like the big woods hunting, right. and uh, when you when you hunt down here for a little while, you get frustrated and you oh, want yeah. to just get back I up just, there. I just That's ha- probably I go exactly back what I, it would be like. And it's it's like a, such a relief up there. You yeah, know? you get yeah. up there. There's nobody up there. You have your own places. It's all dirt roads. You don't have, you know, you're not seeing a bunch of vehicles driving around. You can you can see a deer cross a road and go in on that deer, and you're most of the time not gonna run into anybody or yep. have the worry about oh might cross into a posted piece or it might jump the road or might do even if it does jump a road it's just going in, in, into another piece of big woods and, you know they just it's that's it's, the difference there's no there's no limitation really up there you can go for miles and like something you, you just touched upon was you said that you know they're not restricted to a piece right but I kind of disagree with that because down here when you're hunting these 5, 10, 15, 20 acre pieces, if you walk in one the wrong way, if your access is everything down here, you walk in there the wrong way and you're surrounded by posted, you're on the only piece you can hunt, you just ruined your entire set because that deer – could be whole season. Yeah, Yeah. they could – well, you experience that. They go neighborhood to neighborhood to neighborhood and they might never come back till after season's closed. Then they come back in to wipe out all that feed because you put pressure on that piece. So that's the hard part about hunting down here. Yeah, there might be a ton of deer. There might be – you know, good good racked bucks versus up north. Usually the big racked bucks are spotty and the weight's there. But up there you can go for miles and you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, down you can here, make a mistake and your whole season isn't ruined. Right. It's down it's here not, oh, you can ruin him it into fast. a posted piece and he's he's nocturnal and he's gone for the season. You yeah, know? that's, well, that's a there, really good you can, point. You can see yeah. it, you can shoot at a deer. Yep. And especially on snow. I mean you can shoot at a deer and you can go. You can catch see it later. Or yep. even if not, you know there's chances for one the unknown because it's so big you never know what you might see and two if you do jump a deer a lot of times they don't even know what you were when you jump right especially they might think you're a moose some deer up there they you could shoot some of these 200 plus pound deer they might have never seen a human in their life yeah down here it's like they see people every right i I can remember growing up my father always telling me when you're hunting the big woods up there, especially on dry ground, and some people may you know disagree with it, but what we found always worked best for us hunting these wicked dense thick areas up there. He he always told me don't worry about being quiet because if you're quiet, it, it actually seems seems to us that it alerts them more when you're being quiet. If you just because they I hear you sneaking on times, them, times you you come into this big green growth thicket. And you just plow through it, and you come out through the other side, and there'll just be a there'll just be this nice buck or something standing there looking at you. And then you know once he sees you step out, it's still almost you know it's hard to get a shot. You know it's it's thick. It's always you know. But you get that take a shot jump right. But it they don't even know what a lot of times they don't know know what you are. They They stand there kind of right. And even when they do see you, they're like what the. And then then they'll take off. You know, and you try to get your shot and and whatnot right you know but it's almost better to crash through the woods because that's exactly what a moose does and sure. they're they're surrounded by them up there that's what they live with down here if you were to crash through a piece of woods you're you're blowing deer yeah you're gonna blow every single you know, deer it's, of the it's like entire a county so out. it's like a totally different i've used that down of, here too though like that eight yeah. pointer i called in for my mom last year 
we were walking out and she's like, you're being so loud. I can't believe this. I creep in here and there's spots that I do creep in. Right. But this deer was in such a tight piece. When we were coming in, it was two of us walking. So it doesn't sound like two legs walking. It right. sounds like four, you know, I was walking with her footsteps. That way we would sound like a deer. I was paying attention. So we're, we're walking in like normal, you know, we get in there, we get set up, daylight starts rolling around. I heard a grunt off in the swamp. Yeah, I start pawing the ground with my hand as I'm doing a calling sequence. And I mean, right away, he let out a roar across the swamp and I knew he was fired up and that deer came right in. So no, well, that no, was right in the middle of the rut too, right? This was, yeah, second week. Yeah. But, um, it's not, it's not always about noise. It's about making the right kind of noise. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a different it's 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 cool how you can go to different areas and see how different yeah. you know your hunting technique can oh, change yeah. and just like to, especially and for the same deer the and same for, type of deer for us spot. for us too like in new england i mean like two hours and you have like three or four different Not types of deer you know hunting techniques well right. look at from us to travis <clears throat> right yeah. less than an hour right it's a completely yeah, you different go, world. You go out west or anything like that, and, I mean, you got, like, one thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they all bring their own challenges. Oh, like, yeah. I'm never going to tell you hunting up in the big woods is easy. I've never done it. Right. Yeah. I watch a lot of videos on it. I think it's cool. I'd love to get into it. But they all have their own challenges. Mm-hmm. Some people are like, there's so many deer down on the seacoast. How can it be that tough? And it's like Derek said. It's, yeah. They could, you walk in wrong, you could blow them out. There's so many other hunters that are putting pressure on them that like, you have to now figure out what they're doing to get away from that. And they could just run into anyone's yard, lay down and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. One of, one of the best broadcasts, um, like ways that that has been explained, I think is, have you ever watched uh, Mark Kenyon's deer tour? Yeah, yeah. Like where, you know, all the episodes that he did last year, it was like, holy shit. I didn't know that. Like, this is what it was like hunting here. And then like when he did the main episode with how blood like he'd got you know smoked Mm -hmm. on a week of hunting in the big woods you could tell he was just morally crushed yeah Yeah. Yeah. hunting in maine and most guys are like how in the hell do you guys do this it's one one of if not the hardest place in the u.s to kill a deer yeah Yeah, i mean it's tough it's tough we go to ohio and that has its own set of challenges. Don't, everyone thinks you go to Ohio and shoot 150, 160-inch deer. It's just not that. Well, we, we also Maybe went out during gun season. We weren't bow hunting during the right. rut. Yeah. But during gun season out there, you might, as well, plenty of them, you might as well be hunting southern Maine. I mean, just the drives. It's just – there's obviously no driving in southern Maine, but the drives are the pressure over there. And it's so thick to try to get on a, a good buck and make it happen in Ohio – is just as difficult during gun season, in my opinion. We we did it for a couple of years. Don't get me wrong, we got on a lot of deer. Mm-hmm. You know, we shot, shot deer. At a, shot at a lot of big bucks. Yeah, but it's it's tough. If we it's had tough. like actual necked cartridge rifles out there, yeah, we'd be we'd have been story. smashing them rather than but. shotguns. I first started going out there and it was muzzleloader only, and then you know, then they got into the shotgun thing and now straight walls and so right. on and so forth. But. Yeah. So the the nantucket picture last year that we took we had 37 deer in four days and a couple hours really of hunting yeah it's not a full week so but we also had 15 guys and we still had to work for it people Mm -hmm. see that picture and they're like oh nantucket it's overrun let's let's go smash deer it's not that easy we still worked there was guys that shot one deer Mm -hmm. you know yeah last year was my worst year down nantucket i went in fully knowing I wasn't planning on shooting a lot because I want to. I mean, we had a new crew. 
I've been yeah. going down with a different group for the longest time. We had a lot of new guys. So like that brought its own challenges. So my main goal was I want everyone to shoot a deer, every new guy to shoot a deer. And we succeeded in that. Yeah. But everyone shot one. Yeah. At least some one. guys shot one, some guys shot five. So I, I obviously, as I, I moved back up here a couple of years ago, started hunting with Derek and Hunter again more. Um, and it, this is the last year is the first time I ever heard about this Nantucket hunt before. Yeah. And so I, I, w- I want you to take me back as to like how this whole thing even started. Cause right. it's like kind of fascinating. Like you, you would never think Nantucket and deer hunting. No, like, let's like, go hunt an island. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean like one of the <laughs> 30 richest. miles out to sea. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, my, I call him my uncle. He's technically my cousin. Um, but, he my entire life has been trying to get me and my dad to go to nantucket telling us these stories about nantucket and he's been constantly i mean we cut up all his deer every year from nantucket um my grandfather owned a meat store he was a butcher we got my dad has always been uh into cutting up deer so we cut up butcher or process all our own game um so every year my uncle would bring us the deer and you'd see them shot up buckshot and it's just like to me that's new like i didn't do that i'm using slugs i'm like what's with this and my dad was i think more protective he just he didn't know what it was he didn't want me going down there finally i got old enough to where i said you know what i want to try this like he seems to have a blast let's go my dad used that an excuse to tell my mom hey i got to go make sure he's all right down there yeah yeah i so, gotta go now yeah. here we go shit even, i gotta go there. yeah <laughs> even even for me at 32 years old two kids a wife a house you know out on my own my dad's calling me he's like hey don't shoot anybody don't get shot be yep. safe yeah. it's yep. because it's a different world so yeah. must be nice uh he got us into it it's he's, like you guys are going to war <laughs> yeah he's been doing it for i mean he's pushing probably 30 years next year um he's been doing it since 94 and he was stationed in Plymouth. He was in the Coast Guard. Um, his buddy that he worked with got him into it. He introduced him to the guy that used to run it. Um, and that guy's dad has been doing it for a year. I mean, this is like a 60-year thing that this group has been doing, just generation, generation. And so he's been going with them for the longest time. I went hunted with them for five years. Great group of guys. Um, I just... I'm a little more serious about hunting. Um, I wanted to break off, kind of get our own group together. So last year we pulled the trigger and. Oh, so last year was the first time that you've kind of like yeah, done your I, own thing yeah, with it. And me, you... my dad and my uncle kind of just like ran with it, oh, ran cool. with it. And yeah. Yeah. Travis was essentially like the bookkeeper. He, uh, he helped plan all the drives, the magician, know. if you will. Yeah. He, <laughs> he put, he put everything together and Wayne and Rob, pretty much let him run with it because like any of us that hunt um you know he knows what he's doing and yeah. he, he had the experience what six years prior yeah. so he had the experience of going down before and figuring everything out and then he took it another level and when he went to that next level he got like he like he just said he got wicked serious about it and uh definitely definitely put us on deer i mean the, the proof was there yeah i might my uncle he goes down he has been hunting this one farm and like when people hear farm they think like cornfields like an actual farm it's not it's just like a conservation protected area 
and he's been hunting that that's where he sits morning and night sits and that's the setup down there it's like you'll sit for the first hour and the last hour and then in between that you're pushing driving deer all day long um and we we sat morning and night for the first three days last year which typically you guys don't go that long in the week do you when we were with the uh i call them the mass crew it was all the guys from mass that have been doing this um all from the plymouth area and they we would sit morning and night but we realized like we shoot most of the deer on drives unless like certain guys get in there figure out a spot uh find a good area and you'll shoot more deer but so most of the deer came on drive so it's like why aren't we pushing like let's go push these pieces drive the deer out of there um with this group we had killers that was the difference we had guys that (laughs) really wanted to get into this and like hey i want to go scout and find our own area and like it's not like you have the whole island to yourself i mean there are groups a little backstory is the mass crew that we were with they were like the second or third largest group so you have the locals what we call the locals the guys that live on the island and they'll hunt all bow season and there's some big racked box small bodies taken off the island they'll bow hunt and then they'll hunt monday maybe tuesday but the locals, they can do some pieces that no one else can get to. And, and they'll mow down. I mean, they'll shoot 50, <clears throat> 60 deer in the, that my oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. They shot, I think last year they were. It was their worst year last year. But, but they, they were they like still, high 30s, low 40s day one. Just yeah. because they've just figured it out. Yeah, and they've they been they doing can the just, same yeah. stuff. They yep. can do pieces that. Well, they've kind of claimed their ground too. Yeah. They're okay. local. Yeah, They're yeah, local. Yeah. Like yep. you don't step on their toes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. there's kind of a respect thing of certain groups have been doing it for so long you stay out of those areas and we've always uh abided by that but when we broke off it's like okay now you need to go find your own land and that's what i've been doing for the last six years is i've been branching off and i've been ruining some morning and night sits just to go scout other areas and be like you know what there's some deer over there here next year we need to get in here yeah um so that's what i've been doing and it gave me an opportunity now that we have our own crew i can say hey this spot has deer in it go ch- i mean everywhere it does but go check this out and opened up a map these guys saw it and then they took the information i gave them and they ran with it and they went even deeper and started scouting yeah. and they found a absolute killer spot Yeah, so you can year. you can take some guys that you know maybe don't have as much experience and go oh this is a money spot you're going to yep. shoot deer here yep. and then you can take people like hunter and derek and say I don't know about this area yet, but yeah. like it looks good on the map. Go check it out, see what you guys and think. That's what and I now love. you guys are just blowing up what you yes. know on and the island. And we still are respecting like there's uh this the Holmes crew. It's another big group. They've been pushing this one area for years and years. So we stay away from it. We hunt certain spots on the outskirts, but we still stay away from it. Um, we do a couple of the pieces that I used to do with the mask guys, but for the most part, we leave all their stuff alone because I've went and found areas that hey, let's do this. Let's not just pound the same area for a week straight. Let's bounce around. Yeah. And it provided. So how much, how much area are you actually like talking about? Not a lot. Not a lot, but because everything's cut up down there. It's all uh, mowed down for like fire lanes and uh, a lot of bird habitat. The conservation down there. Walking trails. Yeah. All these trails. And everyone knows like this two weeks that you only get two weeks down there to gun hunt. So it's like that two weeks, like people kind of stay people out of the wear woods. their orange yeah. and stay out of the woods yeah. <laughs> don't yeah, walk I, their little poodles I, on the walking trails you'll still and, see it <laughs> they're not wearing orange yeah. but i yeah. think we came up on two different sets of walkers and they were like oh we already figured out we should definitely not be out here right yeah. now yeah yeah the, the night i shot the night i shot the buck that i ended up shooting on my walk in i 
had to step off the trail to let a guy wearing all black with ear pods in going for a walk with a yep. backpack on yep. whatever just strolling down yep. the street, just wave to him hey you know you're carrying a gun they just wave and, we, and walk we, by it's like wow. we, we it's tell like, them you know you should probably have some kind of orange yeah. on yeah yeah, Red, yeah or something like put yeah. something that you're gonna see from a distance because it's not like the woods you see anywhere else in this country yeah. you, I mean, you look is. off the trail 10 feet whatever's there isn't visible yeah you could disappear oh, yeah. out very, me, really me and hunter dense. are high-fiving yeah. in the swamp over two deer his eight pointer and his doe we're hooting and hollering because it's getting pretty it was getting dark at that point i had shot one already on the other side i had shot at that buck and doe that blew the wall there was like nine of them but i shot at those and i said from i was yelling because i was only what 200 yards away yeah. i was like from the oaks he couldn't hear me it's so thick it just you know? eats up sound. It's, so, yeah. But by me yelling, I think they ended up blowing right through where they were coming from the oaks. And I hear him start touching off, and I'm like, all right, sweet. Hopefully he smashed him. But we're high-fiving in the swamp. What was it, 15 feet behind us? And it was probably probably 10 minutes. 10 in, minutes of 10 us. minutes into you, me walking up and, and having a t- meltdown. Talking to myself. <laughs> over this deer not knowing anybody's even around i, I didn't even know i didn't even know he was on the high-fiving yourself <laughs> i had no idea i was 40 was yards away i hear him in the swamp talking to himself he's like jesus christ look at this thing oh my god jesus they christ are down in a little bit of a bowl it's and I it's, it's, it's kind of yeah. yeah i mean it's, it's just like they the other groups hunt the surround and pieces. i could that's hear what shooting that's what and, put me in there i was like no one's going in here so i set us up in yeah. there but we're sitting there high-fiving, and this deer, another one, just 15 was like, feet away, stands up, starts walking away. Yeah, I, we'd it, was, been, I it was bedded down. Yeah, we'd been sitting, sitting there for 10, 15 was, minutes I talking. I had heard a deer in there yeah. before I shot the two that came out. Yeah. And that deer, I kind of forgot about it. And then I walked down, I was looking at the one I just shot and everything else, and went and found the other one, came back, we're standing there talking. He, come, he comes down through the woods, and... Then all of a sudden, I'm like, hey, shh. And this deer stands, <laughs> stands up, up walks away. Walks away. I, I tried to get around to kind of get it to come back out in front of him, but it just, you know, they move a lot better then, than you yeah, do. We'll yeah, talk so. about that when we get to, like, the <laughs> tactics and, like, what we do yeah, down there. Yeah. But, like, there's something to be said about, like, these deer will just sit there and listen to you, and they won't move. Yeah. Because, I mean, they, well, that's part of their they? strategy. Look, you know, you know? Really, why would they? Look at that euro right over your head. Yep. We were setting up for a drive. I walked down a, a dirt road. Mind you, we were, like, on a beach. Pretty neat. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and we'll get into that, bad. too. Like, we'll explain, like, the whole setup. Yeah, like, everything we do down there is legal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I set up facing the drive, okay? I'm standing on the edge of this, this fire break, essentially. Within 10 feet of me that I had looked into this brush, it's, th- it's thigh high, waist high. That buck stands up, starts running towards the people yelling, starting the drive. Just because it's thicker. Jumps within a sheet of plywood of me away across the road. I swing. Eight feet. Up. Yeah. yeah that, I, that is eight plywood. feet. Well, eight, I, eight or four. Yeah, which way, is, which way is the plywood, Derek? <laughs> so I, I pick up. I shot this deer. At like, I'm pretty sure he was dead in the air flying longer than it took him to run by me yeah because i shot him mid bound and he just like kept going but he was dead on his feet 
And the two guys that were within sight of me both look over and they're like, "What the hell just happened? <laughs> like, why are you shooting right now?" I'm like, "You didn't. I was you yelling. Didn't see Fuck. that yeah. deer? Yeah. The yeah. thing ran right, right from behind me. Yeah. Here, here I am on the other corner, laying on my stomach because his buckshot's zipping by my head. <laughs> and <laughs> that's the thing with the buckshot is yeah. I wasn't even shooting in his direction. Right. But it was I was shooting off into a berm, and you hit this iron brush, and it just slingshots. And it's like a ten second. It's, yeah. like a, it's like a delay. It's like it's almost bounces around in there and then shoots out yeah, and like, yeah. it was like machine. i was standing like in a whole nother corner probably 80 to 100 yards away and he shot and it was like honestly like five solid second delay well it's and going so sudden, slow at that point yeah. Yeah. It, it's not gonna you just hear it would probably it would, it, like if it hit you it would, it would probably just like right, yeah. it's not gonna i was just you. worried about hurt you, you know but. my luck Right in my right eye. Right yeah. <laughs> Somewhere where it would actually bother me yeah. if it went. Yeah. Well, you think about it. <laughs> I wouldn't drag you out. It's too thick. <laughs> yeah. You'd be staying down there. You, you, the, obviously, when this stuff deflects off the iron brush, it's changing its shape. So you hear it zipping. You hear, like, the whistle, the zinging. And you you can hear how slow it's going. Yeah. It's yeah. like... Yeah. It's like probably a little faster than an airsoft BB it's, at that it's point. Probably, it's probably like shrapnel. You know, like when you're shooting yeah. like a right. pistol at a steel target and you yeah. got some flat coming back. Like that's probably what it is. You can hear yeah. it whistling and you know it's coming. Like, oh, and, it, and, it, and it's not like you could see it. I mean, it's it's moving still, right. but yeah. it's, it's not gonna it's not gonna be fatal. Right. If you, you can hear it, unless it hit you in the eye. If right. you can hear it, that's a good thing. Luck. It's the ones you don't hear that <laughs> yeah. you have to worry about. Yeah. yeah, like I had one. I could hear it coming for a ways, yeah. and I literally crouched down behind a bush. And it was probably 30 feet over my head. Just again, yeah. slow-mo going the by. The way we set this up, just I don't want to jump too far ahead, but like we set the drives up to where like you're around a bend because this scrub oak is so thick that like you shoot into it directly, it will eat it up. You might have some ricochets, yeah. but knock on wood, we've never gone down there. No one's ever been shot. Yep. No, like we do this completely safe. We have a giant safety talk the night before we head out and just cover the bases and it's like hey no deer down here is worth anyone getting shot at yep, right because like yep. where else are you gonna go that you are having these 15 20 man drives and it's not like a big piece of woods like up here these are small sections of thick woods. and we yeah. draw you draw out all the maps so yes. we know where everybody is yeah i compare time, it right? to i compare it to gun hunting in ohio just it's like taking when the amish come in and, and gun hunt ohio it's similar to that but it's like a smaller, you know, smaller yeah. scale, right? Smaller. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. For. You yeah. know, it's like it's yep. like a way smaller scale. The pieces are smaller, and it's you not rifle rounds feels. coming at you, right. right? Yeah, you know, it's it's you know, it's different, but it's the same. I and guess, and it's know? so thick where you're shooting into. Generally, I mean, we try to hide each person from one another, so there's a break between, like Travis was saying. But it's so thick, like. You're going to hear when, when a drive's happening, you're going to hear everyone screaming about how bad it sucks. Like, I, I, I came out, I got a pair of jeans upstairs, jeans that were brand new, that are just shredded. Yeah. And that wasn't even going through Greenbriars. Right. That was I just lost going through my vest by the end of it. The end of it, I had no more. It was, I just had to, like, throw it over my shoulder and walk with it. Yeah. It was just, we'll get into, like, that <laughs> stuff later on. Like, I had to go back and find my binos, remember? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so let's... Well, let, let's talk because um, I'm curious. So, like, why Nantucket in the sense of, like, conservation and overpopulation and stuff like that? So, I don't know, like, how long this has been going on as far as, like, the actual hunting out on the island. But, like, a little backstory. 
so many rumors about how the deer got out there to begin with. The most accurate and common one I've seen is the lobsterman found a six-pointer swimming out in the ocean. He was checking lobster traps, found the six-pointer, brought it on his boat, dropped it off on the island. That's where he was based out of. And the locals started saying, like, that he was uh, lonely. They brought in four does from Michigan, and it just it took off from there. Like, huh. So, like, four does and one buck created all four this. Michigan does yes. specifically. Yes. That's you know, the story. You know the backstory I've, of I how don't that. know why. <laughs> don't know why they didn't bring them from yeah, somewhere let's get else. Michigan yeah. sounds like a great yeah, idea. Right. Um, and again, this is just stuff I've researched wanting yeah. to know like no, how did it? That's super interesting. Uh, yeah. but they have no natural predator out there. Um, there's no coyotes, there's no fox. There's feral cats. Well, there's t- feral touching cats. on that. It's weird how well, they're not going to take down a deer. How you see like dead deer and stuff out there in the woods because like it's around here you don't see it because there's so many predators and stuff so you're saying something dies and then it just lays there literally just just decomposition is it like Like, there's nothing it's wild we'll go there and you'll see a gut pile from the year before of a deer you shot and gutted right there and obviously like things do do, like there's flies there's birds but like you can see the lining of the stomach like you can literally see like where the gut pile lays out no way you don't have the coyotes that'll come eat everything huh. there. I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah, think well, about it to that yeah. extreme. I definitely thought like lack it's of wild. predators, yeah. but that's when, crazy. When you find a dead deer from the year before or just a natural death, the whole skeleton's right where it laid. It, it's like I walked up just in that one piece that Hunter was talking about where he could have shot deer if he was carrying his yeah. gun while he was pushing. I walked up on two dead deer in there. One of them died by a water hole, one on the ridge, and the entire skeleton was perfect on each one laying right there. Wow. It's it's definitely wild in that aspect. But back on how the deer got there, the only other thing that I could think of is obviously deer are great swimmers. You've seen a deer swim yep. across the entire Great Bay. I mean, mm-hmm. you got stories talking about uh, on lobster your grandfather. Boats, all, yeah, yeah, all kinds of stuff. And then you got Martha's Vineyard that's closer to the mainland. Yeah. So that's only like two miles off the main. A, a, a deer can swim two miles like nothing. And then from Martha's Vineyard to Nantucket, yeah, it's a little bit of a jaunt. But I mean, how much further is that? I couldn't give you an exact number off the you top know, of my head. No, I want but to say it's like twelve miles, like the, tip to tip. There's, there's always, you know, I'm sure fishermen have picked up deer that are in the middle of the channel and dropped them off, like yeah. like he was talking about. And then, or like, was it possible that the water wasn't as high at some point? Could be. I mean, Nantucket Sound itself is not deep. Yeah. Um, I think the deepest part, what do we find? 68 feet. Yeah. Most of it's like 20 feet deep. But I mean, beside from the depth, from the depth of the, of the sound, I mean, you got to think about currents and stuff. If a deer were to swim out from pressure or, or what have you and get sucked up in a current, I mean, it could be nothing for a few deer to get blown over there, make the swim. I mean, MSU has tracked plenty of deer that have swam like the Ohio river and stuff, which is right. a, a raging river, yep, yep. um, 12 miles across, I think in the area where, where they had that collared deer and that deer was making 158 mile journey every single year yeah. from his summer range to his rut range. And they were like, yeah, this is the only one that's ever done it. But still that deer was doing 158 miles yeah. crossing, not only the Ohio, but other portions of huge rivers and tributaries that are ripping you know yeah with a, with an island that has no predators i mean it just takes a couple to do it and right. then now you have exponential 
growth of deer on this island. Yeah, and then there's it only takes a while to obviously get the populations up, but now like wait, I mean what 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 are the populations on the island? Like, so they've uh, done studies. They're saying that estimated there's 2500 to 3000 deer on Nantucket, 40 to 50 per square mile. Wow. So yeah. like that's a high deer density. Yeah, that's pretty high, um, especially for that number for still north. still like is weird to me because when you think 2000 deer in a sense, it doesn't seem like a lot of deer yeah. compared to when you're at the tagging station. You see how many yeah. truckloads? <laughs> you know, it's like how zone is M. It? They give like, out four thousand. It makes you kind of be like, like, so it's like, oh, they're like it doesn't right. sound like that much, but when you right. get but out we, there, when you're walking around in the woods, it it almost makes you think that they're off on their yeah population. So like, well, so how how big is the island? It's what seventeen miles yeah. long. So long. I just looked up. It's thirty from Martha's to Nantucket. Okay. Um, so, I mean, it, there is a distance there and it's a long Island. Um, and it's heavily populated with people, but it's like mostly in the center of like downtown Nantucket. And then like, you obviously Pulpus. have like small towns on the outskirts, like down the roads, but it's like two main roads to get in and out of town. Yeah. And little side. I roads. mean, I'm just like thinking from like where my house is to like the center of town is like 10 miles. Yeah. So like that times two with, 2,500 to 3,000 deer in it's it. A lot of like, deer. That's a lot of deer. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's 105 square miles. So like big, but at the same time, like it's not that big in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Um, so, so what did we figure out last year? Our group alone was held accountable for 8% of the harvest on the island. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we broke. <laughs> they put out. That's the cool thing with Nantucket and Mass in general. They, Is that uh, a new high record? for? Um, <laughs> We're going to break it this year. Yeah, We're going to shatter it. We have plans to... Uh, help that a little more but, oh i don't see an issue at all um but yeah it's just like we've had years like don't get me wrong with the old crew like we shot deer yeah we also missed a lot of deer like you had opportunity i mean you're hearing guns just singing and then you come out and like two deer are down you're like yeah what's going on like missed. well look yeah. at me when those nine came out we're talking about the scrub oak again yeah and just things not being shot. easy and the reason why the deer population just keeps climbing is because you know, I, I got a train of nine coming at me and I was just walking down a trail. I hear another group pushing and I was walking in for my night sit and I keep hearing back door, back door, back door. And I don't see any hunters. So I'm like, shit, I'm going to chill right here. So I stand there. I hear coming down through the woods. I'm like, all right. And then I hear a plethora of them coming. And yeah, I probably should have waited. I would have ended up killing that buck that hunter shot, but so be it. You know, one of us still got him. And I'm glad that Hunter did because he didn't shoot a buck up here last year, so it still gave him a buck under his belt for the season. And that big doe, that was one, that was a you know for the island, that was almost 100 pounds, right? It was 96 yeah. pounds, I think. She came out, her head poked out. She put the brakes on. It was a 10 yard shot, dumped her. Then they backtracked and they were trying to go through this gut beside me. So I they they started blowing the, this trail. It's four feet across. I just started sending buckshot, and I actually there's a uh, mark in his deer's rack from one of my pellets i'm assuming because i shot at that deer like four times but uh it was just so thick you know i never even touched any of the other ones but it's that number seems crazy but you also got to think about what you're up against you're there's places that are populated where a lot of the deer hang like the house we we're in you can't hunt around there and we had deer in the backyard probably five out of the eight days yeah and 
every more tweaking well, on the deck like come on can we hunt here and it's like no because yeah. the mass rule 500 feet right. from a house yep. where back here we're all 300 feet from a house so it's like no you can't hunt here it's not legal it's all there's so much nantucket has so much conservation land like it's crazy how much they have but not all of it is open to hunting right. granted there is a lot of so, land that okay you can so hunt. the whole island is you said 17 miles right yeah and how much of it like take take a guess how much of it can you hunt 40 percent uh no it's higher than that you can so? probably hunt like 60 yeah, percent of it okay but yeah. even still so yeah so you're talking like 10 miles of so say 1500 deer off limits yeah just yeah. for the sake of argument right. now so now that's going to hold the population you could kill every single other deer but now incorporate it, the, the scrub oak yeah right we walk by deer and then they get up and walk backwards where yeah. we just came from and we right. never even knew, knew they were right. there yep. or, or how many i don't know about you guys but i don't know how many times when i was pushing and i didn't carry a gun you jump deer up and they would literally nothing you do and they would just run right between you and another guy right back and you're not turning around to yeah. go back no. after and like them. a lot no, of the like, pushes oh, well, you're gone. coming from a paved road yeah and down there like up here you have to be off the right away down there it's 300 feet from a paved road so it's like that right there is now a whole nother like you just oh can, you have to be 300 feet yeah. off of a paved road yep and wow. 500 from an occupied dwelling so like wow. that just yeah. eliminates so much more land to like all right, this drive, you can't put a backdoor guy. And yep. it sucks because yep. you know they're going to blow the road. Yep. Or if you're putting a driver in, if you're, all your drivers, your line of drivers is coming in from a paved road, none of them guys are carrying guns. Nope. Yeah, yeah. So you just eliminated half your party that can be shooting. Not only that, if you're in a line of guys driving and a deer splits the two of you, you're not shooting at your buddy to the right, right and to your left. Right. Yeah, yeah. You, you, got, you got limited spot you can shoot at mm -hmm. that deer if you have a gun. And on top of that, you're, eliminate, you're, you're limiting – where you can shoot yeah. and then on top of that adding the scrub oak in and everything else now if you you're can even really get your gun up. down yeah. a lot of yeah. guys don't bring guns <laughs> yeah. like people will ask well, we'll set up a drive they'll hey travis uh can we bring guns on this piece on this drive yep you can carry guns and like when i say that you'd think like everyone's gonna carry a gun you might get two guys that carry a gun on that push because they're like one it's miserable going through it with a gun it gets caught up it gets it's hard enough to get your body through this stuff let alone now worry about a gun and two like the odds of pulling up, getting a shot off at the deer, I won't go in the woods without a gun unless like, it's a piece that I yeah, can't. I, mean, I won't, I won't after last year. I can yeah, tell you yeah. So like I always carry one, and I've shot plenty of deer while pushing down there. Yeah. But it is like just an added. Oh, I'm it, sure you it's, have to be, it's tough, but I mean, that's what it takes. You're on your hands and knees crawling. Yeah. So like now you also have to be very conscious like you always should be, but like safety's not getting your muzzle off, and, your muzzle, yep. like, because it's so Your action yep, not getting thick. pulled open, yep, shooting a semi, yep, stuff yeah. like that. I mean, I used my gun last year to get through green briars i literally laid it on green briars and walked across my shotgun yep. because it was so <laughs> thick i used it as a gangplank wow. to get through and then just made sure everything was good before i kept going but i had a deer jump up in front of me and i was so tangled up in green briar <laughs> i mean i might as well have had six fish hooks in my mouth one in my forehead 30 in my back and legs i mean i was so tangled up that if i moved it hurt and i was like yeah run little guy run yeah see yeah. you later yeah, you yeah. Lose I, a had, lot of I had day. that happen at the piece you shot that that nasty yeah. one in. a little stinky that little that, that <laughs> little stinky leg that little four point that thing jumped up literally from here to joe away and about I, seven was, feet and i had my gun that one but i could not and i could and it wasn't that thick that i couldn't have shot may not have hit it you know you'd never know but de i definitely w would be pretty confident in shooting at it but 
I couldn't, I just couldn't even get my gun out. Yeah. I'm like, so trying to, pull, trying so to pull let's, let's go back to like up. equipment and tags real quick. So like when, how are you, when you guys go down there, how many tags are you? Getting? So it's from when I started and granted, my uncle has been doing this long before me. He showed, introduced me to all these spots. Like I have to give him a shout out cause he introduced us to certain farms. I've branched off from there, but like yeah. he introduced me and my dad to all of this. So like, Without him, it would have taken that many more years to figure this stuff out. So it was nice to have him down there. But from when he started going and when I started going, you get your mass license that has two buck tags. And then it always was $5 a doe. And it's unlimited does. And it's WMU. On, on the island specifically? On or? the island, okay. yeah. So they like, mass has their own rules, but like the island then has its own rules. And like oh, the okay. fishing game yeah. officers, they like, it's different world out there. Yeah um so like five dollars a doe it's the cheapest doe tag in the country oh, yeah. that i know of yeah it's now up to 15 i still think it's the cheapest doe tag in it the might country. be like, well, well it in our, our expanded is 12 yeah uh, that's right per yeah. doe but yeah. you also have an agent fee for each one of two dollars yeah so that's yeah. 14 but they i don't know if they have actually upped that yet have they upped it to 15 officially so this year they per they had like a five-year plan it's supposed to be 15 but like last year we're attacking deer in the fishing game officer i don't know if i should say this but not saying names but he's like no like wait to buy your tags when you get down here like because they don't like what mass is doing by upcharging it he wants it to be cheaper they were asking us to stay longer yeah they're like yeah they were begging us like we need these deer taken care of right we told them like if this gets out of hand to where now you're paying 25 dollars a doe like it granted it's still a cheap tag but like it's going to deter some people you're going to second guess because when we go down there it's it, I call it a hunt, but it's more of like a conservation control. Like yeah. You're controlling this deer herd. It's a meat hunt. Yeah. Yes. I mean, if it wasn't for hunters, I mean, like it would probably car be accidents, Lyme disease down there is outrageous. Is like, it really? Yeah, yeah. They have such a bad yeah. Lyme disease. And granted, we don't pull too many ticks off of us when we're down there. But I hear of like earlier in the year that the ticks are out. Oh, of I'm sure. Like in the it, early spring when yeah. they start actually. My grandfather lives spawning. there yeah. and he says that it's it's insane because he obviously lives here he lives there he's got a house on the island and he said it's it's ungodly the, the ticks in the early season and, and the biologists do a good job about that every yes. year we bring in they're pulling a tick they're checking jaws oh cool uh, they yeah. do the age structure oh, they so they're on site line. there oh, yeah. during oh, yeah. the season at the tagging station every single night oh, cool it's fun yeah. going to the tagging station oh, but yeah, we, yeah. we were crushing numbers and they were literally the 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 fishing game officers were saying, can you guys stay? Yeah. Like, can, can you literally stay? We need yeah. more deer dead. So yeah. a little background, like they post their numbers every year. And when you go to this tagging station, it's the same two guys, as long as I've been going and my uncle. Cool. So you, from, you, yeah, you know them. Yeah. And they know us when we show awesome. up. Um, one of the fishing game officers used to actually, uh, he was from Dover and I hadn't seen him in the last two years, but they have all the numbers from previous years, so they break it down to how many archery kills, how many shotgun kills, how many total, how many muzzleloader, stuff like that. And we're taking off average every year pretty much what's getting yeah. populated the yep. next year. So, like, you're controlling You're just keeping it, pace. But yeah, you're yeah. not actually, like, knocking these numbers down. Yep. And a lot of that's due to the area you can hunt like there's some deer that just walk down the cobblestone streets in town like, it's just like <laughs> yeah. you see them in areas where just like what is this like yeah. so we go we laugh like why are these deer out in the scrub oak like it's horrible 
why aren't you that smart deer that's hanging out in this person's backyard yeah. eating green grass? Eating his landscaping. Yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> why are there deer out here? But they have to branch off because there's not enough food for them. Right. You got the cranberry bogs, you got the scrub oak, the little acorns, and then you got grass and there's not a whole lot left. I mean, there's minerals from the salt and everything. Yeah. But yeah. There was definitely a lot of, uh, a lot of deer by the salt. I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. you can say because the entire island, it's an island. It's surrounded by water. So yeah. Like, yeah. By the way, on, I'm not saying salt licks. I'm yeah, saying natural see, salt. Yeah. You're seeing them on the coast. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're yeah. eating seaweed down on the, like yep. they're just, yep. They're, they're everywhere. everywhere. But the yep. thing is, is down by the beaches too, you get a lot of houses. Um, yeah. it's, it's pretty, yeah. pretty limited area. Um, on that too, we, we tried a lot of new areas this year. Uh, my, Travis and myself looked at maps quite a bit and pretty much whenever we would bounce something, the other person was also looking at that piece. And not to interrupt, but like this is three years of looking at maps. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. He was supposed to go back when COVID first hit. And they had the travel the, restriction. Yeah. We had travel restrictions. We weren't able to go for one year. So like they ended up going to Ohio and don't blame them at all. They wanted to hit Ohio again the next year. And then they finally came down and, I've yet to see someone come down here and not fall in love with it. I mean, it, again, it's a lot of work. It's a yeah. love hate. Yeah. It, yeah. it beats you up. Yeah. yeah. You should. And it seems like it. You should hear like what the pushers, because we split it 50 50. You drive this piece, you sit that piece. Sure. Yeah. The things that are said while driving, <laughs> I won't say over this microphone, <laughs> yeah. but you Put are just miserable in there. But once those guns start singing, Oh, that, should, that's the, that's you should the hear the woods. That's you the rock. We had, we had two guys last year that severely needed Jesus by the end of the week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, when, when the guns go off, it's like the camaraderie comes out. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. guy, everyone's just hooting and hollering. You just hear, kill them all. <laughs> yeah. It's tough to like, when you get 15 guys together, especially living in one house for a week, like we all do pretty well, but like, you're going to start pissing some oh, people yeah. off. And oh, then yeah. when oh, I flipped out last year. I, I screamed in the middle of the piece. And like, there's no <laughs> hatred there. Like, it's just, you are hot. You're sweating. Yeah. You're bleeding. You, I mean, you're losing skin, blood, sweat, everything. Like yeah. the scrub oak just rips you apart your clothes. So like, you're miserable out there. So like, if something's not going perfect, you all snap. Everyone and, snaps. And, yeah, yeah. and that's the you're thing to is yeah. you're hoping it goes perfect. Cause the minute it's not perfect, they get by you. So if you got one or two guys that this is an issue we had last year, if you got one or two guys, granted half of us didn't know these pieces. So we didn't know if we had to turn or anything like that. So the biggest thing was like, if you're pushing, if you need to, for one, you should be able, you, you all got to make noise yeah. that way, you we'll know, talk about that. That, that way, you know where the line is. But the minute you you lose a gap or two guys get too close to each other, the deer know that because you're all making noise. They find that hole. See you later. So when that happened in a piece, dude, I just came absolutely unraveled to the point where the standers on the other end were laughing, holding their guns, waiting to shoot deer because I was having an absolute meltdown in the piece, <laughs> telling everyone they're absolute morons. They don't know how to hunt. They don't know how to hold a line. And everyone's like, what the hell is coming out of this kid's mouth right now? And I was just... I was ready to take my shotgun and wrap it around a tree. You're just getting chewed up, and then it was yeah. for nothing. Well, it's tough. Yeah. Like you're, we you're, still kill deer. You're yeah. working. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. you you are working. So it's like, if something doesn't go the way that you're working your ass off to make happen, with a bunch of guys, someone's bound to get pissed. It oh, just yeah. happens. Yep. But yep. but it's as soon as as soon as you get out of the piece and there's deer dead. 
all goes. Yeah. Away. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's not like there's it's no just bad in the blood. Yeah. Stuff. There's no. And we get back at camp. Like we're all sitting there telling stories of throughout the day, the camaraderie. Like it's there's no bad blood. Everything's good by the end of the day. You apologize for acting like a little two year old throwing your temper tantrum. <laughs> like we've all Dare. done. Oh yeah. And like I'll get in arguments <laughs> with my dad, my uncle. Yep. It was just like, oh no, we should do this. No, we should do that. But like that's just part of that style. That's, of that's hunting camp, you know. Yeah. But to get back on the conservation, like. Nantucket is a rich area. There's yep. some huge houses. Yeah, again, like it, it, Nantucket and hunting. That's not Don't that's not together. two <laughs> words that are in a sentence. But it is one of the few places where anybody listening don't take this the wrong way. Up here, when we deal with wealthy neighborhoods, generally, kiss permission goodbye. Yeah. Unless they have a lot of money into their landscaping and it's getting demolished, generally you can kiss it goodbye. Yeah. Down there. The wealthy people that have their landscaping and stuff, they've been there for a while. They understand the conservation aspect, and they're like, go ahead. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's something I wanted to ask you guys because, like, I I feel like that's a new thing for our area, New Hampshire and Maine, like I was talking about earlier. I think there's a lot more people, transplants, that are moving into the area, these new, these wealthy areas, and they're not used to the ways of life up here of hunting and fishing and everything like that. But yeah, so it sounds like these people who have been there, they're, you know, if they're living on Nantucket, they've probably been there a long time yeah. and they're seeing the long-term effects of this. That's like the people up here. I feel like they haven't seen the long-term effects of overpopulation yet. Or they haven't Plus given it's more it the concentrated chance too. to understand it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I've been going down there again, six years isn't that long. My uncle's been going way longer, but like I'll post photos on Facebook, Instagram. People will reach out. I had a landscaping group reach out like our third year, my third year down there. I just posted the big group photo and he's like, hey, thanks for helping us out. Like, yeah, that's cool. And like kind of was like, hey, if you ever need like help for bow hunting, granted, I would love to go down there and bow hunt. Like because when we're down there, the rut's over, shotgun, the rut's over. So you're just getting deer movement. You're not getting that rut activity, not the chasing. And he was like, if you ever want to come down bow hunting, let me know. I got properties lined up for you that like the people just want them gone. Yeah. It's not that they hate animals. They just are so sick of losing every year thousands of dollars to the deer eating their plants, their bushes, all that. Well, think, yeah. think about <clears throat> think about pigs in the south with farmers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Farmers are like, yeah, shoot them all. Yeah, shoot them all. Yep. And no matter how many you shoot, there's more coming. Yep. Same, yeah, thing, the, same thing down on the island. The spot that I have gone down and hog hunting down in Florida, the guy, he traps them from other orange groves in the area. Then he puts them on his property and has people come and hunt them on his yeah. property. Oh, like nice. it, it's, awesome. <laughs> he, he makes money twice on the yeah. pig. And then he takes all the, he takes all the guts and everything like that. And he throws it in a pile and then charges people to coyote hunt over it. <laughs> so he actually makes Business money man. three times. People. Farmer with a suit. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. He, he, and he, he wears a big old denim suit and a top hat. I'm not kidding you. He's the, he's Canadian tuxedo. Yeah. In the middle of uh, Dave Sear would be proud. <laughs> middle of Podunk, Florida. Or in the swamps. Yeah. And yeah, that's the thing. Like they're just everywhere down there. You drive around like. I've never been granted. I live on the seacoast. There's a lot of deer down there. The people hit them all the time. When you're driving down Nantucket, like especially good go hunt in the morning, there's no street light unless you're in downtown Nantucket, which we're not. We're on the outskirts. No road has any light. So like it is just black in the morning driving to your hunting spot. And the whole time you're just like white knuckling it. Oh yeah. Cause there's you deer don't want everywhere. To hit a deer. Yeah. But, like, at yeah. the same time you have everyone in the back. Like there's one on the side. Like, people <laughs> are just calling them out. Cause it's like, yeah. well, me, me and your dad going to the tagging station. I don't remember who was with us one night, but 
he uh I was in the front seat. I think it was just me and him because you guys went back to the house yeah, to get dinner cooking, going. Yeah. And uh, we're driving to the tagging station. This is like death road. This is where all their brethren that just got loaded up with buckshot are now being hauled away to the factory. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is literally death alley. We're going to the tagging station with a truckload of deer. This deer walking down the middle of the street and we're swerving around deer to go tag deer. Wow. And he's like, oh, they're everywhere tonight. And they're all hanging around the tagging station where you can't hunt right there. Right. You know, and uh, we'd go to hunt in the morning, leave the house and there's deer all over the streets. We're like, oh, they're crawling this morning. Sweet. You know, we go out on our morning. Set. And that's that's the thing is like this year, like I talked about earlier, we did more morning and night sits than they have generally done because they were producing this year. We were putting down numbers on morning and night sits. So we did it an extra day from generally yep. what you guys usually do. Yeah. Um, I and was, I think it was pretty even, wasn't it? As far as morning yeah, we, yeah, it was 50, 50. 50. yeah, 50, 50, a little more on drives. Yeah. But that we, just, yeah. that's comes with, I mean, when you get that many deer moving, like they're bound right, to run yeah. in front of someone. Yeah. yeah but so, we, we had probably 40, 45% of, of just sitting and shooting deer. So, yeah. yeah so like from the conservation, from aspect of like the people of Nantucket, obviously it's the benefit but like another thing too that we haven't touched on is like the benefit to us like the hunter mm-hmm. you know to be able to come in and to harvest that meat like i mean all, all the all the deer that are there like what what are, what is their main diet if you think on the island so for like the most part you're gonna gut a deer and you're gonna be like oh my god where are they eating the corn and like you take these scrub oak acorns off i mean there's scrub oak everywhere you rarely ever find an acorn because they pick it clean but like it's all white oak bite them open and like the inside of the acorns like gold almost like corn yeah you see that in their stomach a lot or green grass they're just eating the grass out of people's yards yeah, so plants. it's wild grass fed and acorns which yeah. are mostly protein like i mean it's probably one of the best proteins that you yeah. can get there's like no woody brows in these deer yeah it's yeah. literally like mast grass and like the 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 leaves that grow on the yeah. swamp brush. Yep. So what the I noticed, cranberry bogs, yeah, cranberry yeah. leaves. Yeah. What yeah. I noticed because I swung over the derricks uh, after he got back from the trip um, to go check out all the deer and the the hams on these deer. Obviously, the deer are much smaller, but the hams on the deer they were like just a like one no fat on them, yeah. so it's just like lean, lean, lean. But they had like this pinkish, like pork. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like a pinkish color. It wasn't quite as red as like mm-hmm. up here. The they're deer like dark here. meat versus the islands. Yeah, the yeah, and I and I actually that day that I came here um, and saw that I that I just shot that um, doe with my muzzleloader. Correct. And so I literally was able to side by side what mine looked like versus what mm-hmm. what those deer looked like. Like, wh- why do you think that is? What? Why is I it just lighter? Think the the territory out there, like they're what they have, just to what eat. they're eating. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not gonna say they're like. They're not malnourished. Like, they are smaller deer, but, yeah. like, they are healthy deer. Oh, yeah. Like, they're yeah. not – they're just stunted. It's like if you have a pond full of bass and, like, a small pond. Like, they're just going to be stunted. Right. There's not enough food for all of them. They're healthy. They just don't get that big. And granted, there are big-bodied deer on the island. There are some private areas that deer can hang out and get big. Get big, yeah. I, I got one on camera that was probably 165, yeah. 170. Yeah. I have one that from years ago that we found that was just like, yeah, he's a big, I mean, he'd be big back here up yeah. in the Northwoods. Like, I, I will say, though, the, the meat, like, because I, I got some from Derek, yeah. it, just tender and delicious. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No gaminess yeah, to it no. at all. Absolutely delicious. Yeah. And that's what I want people to take away from, like, a lot of people see my photos when I post them on Facebook and they like, 
it is a little jarring to see 40 deer laid out on a yard with a group of guys standing around. Yeah, it, like, it, like, you know, from the outside looking in, it looks like a massacre. Yeah, you know? it looks like yeah. you're going down there and not hunting. Right, like, right. And there are times where you're taking shots that I wouldn't normally take sitting in a tree stand up here. But, like, down there, you have to take the opportunities that are presented. And they are thicker shots. You're using buckshot. Yeah, you're using buckshot. You're so using you the shotguns. you get through some yep. of that thicker scrub. And I just... I don't do it. I just morally, I have, I can't shoot at a deer that I know, like I'm not going to retrieve. Yep. I'm the same way. There are people down there, like that are just slinging lead because even the like conservation officers down there, they say like, well, if you don't find them, like it it still helps the population. It's like, I get that. But at the same time, like morally, yeah, I like, I want to find this deer. So, well, that's like why me and Hunter crawled on our hands and knees up into this friggin' my dough. That, yeah. that that doe the, the thing had to have like been crawling to get up into yeah. where it was and like I, I knew i hit it I, I knew it was when i shot i knew she was she was a hit she was de- especially what i shot her with but we still but, crawled up in there to make a make an effort you know I, we're not like easily oh, been like hey look at this nice buck that i just shot yeah. i'm not crawling into that swampy mess to go find and it, when i was dragging her out i was on my hands and knees mm-hmm. like pull her up to behind me crawl a little bit it was like a 16 inch high tunnel <laughs> you know and she went up in and you could yeah. definitely you guys worked your ass off and, and it was like black mud going up in yeah. yeah that's the thing to take away is like people are going to hear this they're going to be like oh my god this sounds like we need to go down there there's deer everywhere like there are but you have to work for them yeah. this isn't like yeah. you're just not going to go down there set up a Absolutely. tree stand and have deer just run by you all right day. like you yeah. are working to get these deer and, and they're smart they're very smart they're used to the pressure like we shoot some old deer like every time you go to the tagging station they cut the jaw and they age the deer and again some of it's kind of a guess that it's not always accurate but like we've shot does that are nine years old down well, wow, James, really james that one was eight and a half yep i mean they cut one out of you're shooting some wow, deer really that cool. are old and it's like wow like we always when they say that we always like slap each other and start laughing it's like she's made it through some absolute <laughs> war zones yeah like, <laughs> yeah right eight yeah. and a half nine and a half years it's right like, wow you right. earn that and has been putting out babies every single year like and at that age they're like population. 95 pounds yeah. right yeah yeah you shoot a doe up here for one her nose is going to be 25 inches long yep. at that age yep and for two she's going to be 150 pounds and she's yep. going to be a tough yeah eating doe yeah, yeah nine, there, like, nine to ten years old well, yeah. that one i shot the doe that i shot with the buck she was 76 or 74 pounds or something like that and they pulled her to and they said she was five years old. Yeah. Wow. It's like, <laughs> yeah. that's like a yearling around. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like, that's yeah. what I want people to take away. Like, it's just a different world down there. It's not like anywhere. Granted, I haven't hunted everywhere in the, but up in the Northeast, it's not like, yeah. Again, that's, what's so cool about like this area of hunting is, I mean, how long does it take to, to get the Nantucket? So we, from my dad's house, we all meet up there. We head down. It's like a two hour, two fifteen, sometimes okay. two and a so, half, depending the traffic. So less than three hours. You are literally on an island. Hunting. No, that's just to the that's ferry. That's just to the ferry. And then oh, it's okay. a, but, on okay. the slow ferry, it's a two and a two hour, two and a half hour ride. Less out. than okay, but, five but hours. E- but either way, a three hour drive plus a two hour ferry. Yes. Well, we, either way, like within a three hour radius of where we all generally live, mm-hmm. you're in this hunting experience that is like nothing else that you whole nother world yeah. yeah it's it's absolutely within three wild. hours of where we live like yeah. that's that's you're on this really you're cool. on this big boat well that's like with we, your vehicles on this boat on the ferry yeah hanging out with everybody 
talking about what they're gonna, you know what they're gonna experience out there and then you show next, up on this next island to the, and it, next you know, to the guy's uh mercedes benz that he's ferrying <laughs> right. over to yeah. I, yeah. And, and the same speaks for you know one of my dream hunts is going up to nova scotia yeah you know the same speaks for that we could go up to uh, what's it booth bay that that ferry leaves out of yep. we could go up to booth bay a couple hours north hop on that ferry i think that's like an equal ferry ride get into port in nova scotia and we could be going from 70 pound island deer to 250 pound nova scotia brutes that are also out in the middle of nowhere you know what i mean and it's just that'll be a whole completely different world and eventually i will get there i'll I'll make that yeah we'll have to talk about that too (laughs) i'll go with you yeah i think you i think you probably my father there too All right, so Travis, so going back to your first year doing this, like as the uh, the ringleader for say, um, what what are some of the things comparatively to when you were with your uncle and your dad before you branched off and you did your own thing? Like, what what's the stuff that you've learned from doing that? What's the what's the pros and cons? I I'd guess? have to say, uh, my first year, I was a lot younger, had a blast. I mean, I fell in love with it that year. I won't take anything away from that group. Like, we had some great times together. Um, the group we went with, it was more of a, we didn't do as many drives in a day. Like I knew there was growth for like, we can definitely put more deer down and we can do more drives in a day. Like just the go, go, go. There was a lot of like laid back, hanging out, talking. That's, um, that's old school hunting camp. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. the yep. old, and what you can get away with up here. Like when you're not that go, 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 but down there, it's like, I'm only down here for a week. I want to. I'm here to hunt. I'm here to kill some deer. Yeah, you're here to put down some numbers, um, put some meat in the freezer. So my first year, we went down with 13 guys. We shot 16 deer. And like to me, I was like, oh, that's great. Like, Yeah, at least one a person. Yeah. Yep. Second year, we went down with more people. We started shooting more deer every year, but it was just like I could see the potential. So it was great with them. We had a blast. Um, my uncle has been hunting with them for 30 years. So then trans- seeing what we did then – branching off with a new group like knowing that i'm bringing guys that i know back here are just absolute killers like they put down some big deer they put down a lot of deer um so i knew going down there with that group like we're gonna produce but again a lot of guys that have never seen this island versus a group that has been doing this for 30 years like it was an older group there were older guys in it and my dad talks all the time he's like i'm overweight i'm old like i'm still getting through this quicker than some of the younger guys yeah he definitely keeps his own i mean he's just a bull when it comes to that stuff uh and we pick on my uncle because he's a little slower uh he strolls through the woods where we're like when we're in there like yeah, let's you're, go you're let's go through, yeah uh wayne likes uh stabbing deer in the head <laughs> <laughs> we won't get into those stories <laughs> i said that for you wayne um but yeah it's just different that group i mean again great group of guys but i just knew there was like more potential and i was excited to get some guys that i knew could just do this stuff and it's not for the faint of heart like you have to be willing to work guys talk oh sounds like a blast go down there and hunt for a week if you don't feel like going out and doing this when it's raining it's like no 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 like you're out there when it's raining it's snowing it's the tough conditions yeah those 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 most uh you know those hunters that they got their tree stand that's back on their property and they're you know they got their path that's all cleared out to go get to it and they go hunt it on saturday morning and 
if it's raining, they're not going out there. They're not going to fare well in, no. over in Nantucket with you guys. Yeah, this is <laughs> you got to have a little girth to you. Yeah, like yeah. go down there and yeah. get through this. Well, and then you go to account too. You're 30 miles out to sea, and you're on an island, so you're in the wind all day, every day. Yeah. Right, all day, every day. You're not hearing deer for the most part. There's just some calm days, and like those are the days where we're like, oh, we're gonna stack them. But like for the most part, it's blowing 25, 30 mile an right. hour winds, and it's like you push and you sweat. I mean, you're dying coming out of this piece. And then like you're on stand and it's like, it might be 45 degrees out, not that cold, but that wind is like, you're sitting there like yeah, chattering teeth, just like, Oh my God, when's a deer coming out? When's this drive going to end? I'm ready to push. So you're, when you were saying it was, um, it was 13 guys and 16 deer. That was, yeah. so then this last year, what did you guys do? We had 15 guys, 37 deer. Um, again, I and, that, think we'll, and that's the most you guys have done before. The most we've ever done was actually with the mass group. We did shoot 38, but we had 22 guys. Oh, okay. So, so like, best ratio at yeah. least. Yeah. And far there, less shooting. Like when we shot, like deer fell. Like we had yeah. this one guy. It was his first year. He was, I mean, he bought probably 200 rounds of buckshot. I think he went down there and shot six times. And it's like every time he shot a deer, it was just a one shot. And boom. And like usually through the scrub, like you're shooting a couple times at each deer because you want to put them down. You can't track in this stuff. Right, yeah. And if you've ever shot buckshot, you're putting a little hole in this deer. Like, yep. it's not easy to track. Right. I uh, We definitely could have been over 40, too, because yeah. there, was, there was one morning when I was on stand, I had three come out, and I had a new gun that I'll be honest with. I, I'll be honest with you guys. I wasn't fully aware on yeah, I mean, how we, everything worked. We, we went to the range for you, the – put buckshot down range yep. like what a week before you left <laughs> yeah and this Tr talks that you grew up rifle hunting i grew up shotgun yeah hunting. right so yeah they are two totally different weapons. absolutely and then you know i've i've bird hunted and stuff so i know how to run a shotgun absolutely, but i've always yeah. owned pumps and yep. travis was talking me into the semi so i got the semi and then i kept getting jams and he's like don't hit this button the minute he watched me load my gun he's like this is why you're jamming because i was hitting this button on the side of the gun that was slinging another round in so every time that i'd shoot and the action would go off it double feed Oh yeah, on yeah, where it puts the yeah. when when you're it, what that's meant for is you push the uh, you push that door on the bottom of the shotgun to press that button and that's how you get the shells out of the tube. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I was yeah. hitting that button when yep. I was loading. Yep. And it was jacking one into that the feed yep. feed plate plate. So he'd pull the trigger, it would go to eject, but at the same time it's ejecting, it's trying to it's load trying to one, put a new one and in. And he's jamming and yep. he's like texting me, he's like, I hate this gun. <laughs> like, and I'm like, not the gun, and I'm like, we're trying to figure it out, and then I finally see it, and I'm like. Oh, and he's like, oh, I am so excited from Wednesday on. He's like, oh, let's go. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, but before I had figured, we had figured that out. It was that one morning I had three deer in front of me and I'd boom, click, boom, click. And I shot one out of the three when I probably could have shot all three. Right. And then when the nine came out, same thing. I was reaching over chambering another round every single time I'd shoot. I probably could have just boom, 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 emptied right, five right. rounds and had more, you know. So I had opportunities. I'm sure other guys had opportunities. Yeah. So you guys, you guys had some lessons, especially oh, yeah. for the first year. You know, Derek oh. and Hunter. Like, oh, what, yeah. what do you think is the things that you guys learned the most? For me, probably one big one is whether you're driving or not, don't go in the woods without a gun. No matter how hard yep. it is, yep. facts. You you see, for me, anyways, a lot. Yes. Well, you've learned that you've learned that lesson quite a few times. Not even Nantucket. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, just like pulling your trail camera. That's once what I was. Up here. That's what I was yeah, thinking I about. You're, I'm not bringing your bow. Times and it's it's a 
it sucks. It's you. You just yeah. So sum sum that up real quick. What happened to you with the so, when you were checking your trail camera? Just for context. So with the with the, cam, with the camera, um, expanded hunting. Yep. I it was rain pouring rain out. I was I got out of work early. I wasn't gonna. I was like ah, I'm not gonna go home. Get my bow just to go check the camera. Go over there. Walk out. I'm on the phone with Derek actually, and I look up. Two does stand there, twenty yards away. They walk off. He was hunting an eight point at this point, mind you. That's why I he go was in, in get the I go in, get the camera, and I'm walking back out on the phone with him about the two deer I just saw. And the eight point that I've been hunting is standing there, thirty yards away, not moving, broadside looking at broadside, you. no bow, and it just walks right off. Yep. He, he, and I stood there and watched him for two minutes. Had all the time in the world to easily knock an. So so that out. happened to you, and you still push deer in Nantucket without a shotgun. Yes. <laughs> well, the thing is, obviously, with being new there, first time, you know, I'm listening to the old, you know, the vets. Will yeah, you, yeah, yep. You know, so, you know that. Hey, don't bring a gun in here. It's thick. You don't want him. But so, okay. I don't so listen I did it a couple well. of I times. Carried one. Yeah. And one piece, one specific piece we did, I did that with, and. The pieces that I'd come through the nest, I mean, yes, it slows you down a little bit. You just got to drive through. It's going to cut you up, whatever. You just got to get through it. But when you'd pop into those openings, that's where the deer would be. And sure. you had those. You had yeah. those 15-yard buckshot deer running by you or at you and easy shots, but no gun. You'd have to just One yell the, at them, try to get them to go the right, right way. Right, but a lot right. of times they wouldn't. And if I, I know I could have shot four more deer. No doubt, because there was no brush in the way. And one of them was, was one nothing. of the biggest bucks we saw the, on that trip. One of them was one of the other bigger bucks that ended up getting shot by one other guy. Same thing. It ran was it right the by one me. Burley shot? Yeah. Was... Ran right by me, and it had it right for him. And then, you know, he ended up shooting it 30 seconds later. But, you know, it's and the Travis... that's probably the biggest thing for me that I learned is there's so – it's even though stuff's thick and it's nasty and it's hard, you – Always should carry gun because you never know. I mean, you're what you're you're, gonna you're there for a week, right? You're there you know? the hunt deer. Like, you I know. wouldn't recommend taking a new gun. Sure, if you, yeah. If you're the yeah, if you're the guy that's like, I don't want to scratch I got my nice gun. wood stock you know, on my shotgun. I'm the guy don't bring that, that shotgun. I don't. Yeah. Cuts and scrapes and gouges on a gun for me is like a story, you know. Yep. As no, you know. Yeah. You're not so wearing sick head gear down in this stuff either. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, you're wearing some cheap Walmart stuff. You just tear through it, and I mean, I would take my gun. And, you know, I would, you know, toss it up ahead of me over the whatever was there, crawl through it, grab my gun again and continue, you know, just because, you know, it's, it's so just, I, Derek, I, you'll, uh, you know, like your lesson, I, I just wanted to ask this question though. Cause I thought about it. Like is we all with your experience of the, the amount of time that you've been down, down there, like what kind of gear are you wearing at that? then like are you really just wearing like cheap stuff that yeah. you so or is there of, anything that actually will stop your clothes so you like, can buy the brush pants right yeah obviously those, everyone knows they're out there yeah um i don't want to spend the money on it because yeah it'll last a season two yeah. maybe three but like i'd rather just go buy that ten dollar pair of cheap stuff camo just, jean yeah. pants and i usually wear because it's cold in the mornings and it heats up i usually wear like fleece line pajama pants underneath them so it you have a little padding yeah because like You'll push through the stuff, and when that scrub oak comes back and like whips you, I mean, 
it hurts. It makes a grown man want to cry sometimes. <laughs> I, had, um, I had bruised up shins and knees. Yeah. yeah. And you're pulling thorns out. You get back at the end of the night, go to yeah. shower, and there are just thorns in you your thighs. You just got holes in it's your just, legs. Yeah, everyone and, yeah. has blood on their face. Yeah. It's just like you get tore up. So, yeah, I do the cheap route. Go buy the cheapest clothing you can yeah. get. Cheap sweatshirts you don't care about. Um, I wore old jeans all yeah, week. Old stained, jeans. stained jeans. Sure. I, I hunted in blue jeans and bad t-shirts yeah. and yep. nasty sweatshirts yep. all week long. Yeah. I was I the only guy it. that was constantly in blue jeans. I just threw an old pair of camos I had that I you don't care about. Yeah, so stuff you don't yeah. care about. There's, yeah. Knowing from what he had described, right. you know, thinking, okay, I know what Ohio's like. Yeah. This sounds similar, so I'm... I'm gonna yeah. Ohio is like all briar though. <laughs> yeah, like those so yeah. big nasty long thorns. Yeah, I mean, it's I went thorn. when when we went the first year. I had I went with a brand new pair of Chippewas, and between the elevation and the thorns, they were junk in a yeah. week. Chips. Yeah. It lasts me a year and a half. Yeah, we're junk in a week. Yeah, because your soles or your feet are sliding around in your soles, even if you're laced up tight, because the elevation. Like me and Hunter were climbing ridges that you're grabbing trees yeah. to get up. Right. And then going through briars when we were bumping deer around over in Ohio that were just shredding the leather off the off the toe of my boots. And then I went out to Nantucket with Travis and everybody, and the, you know, the scrub oaks just. It, it, it kinks in every direction so it's grabbing your clothes it's it's shredding at your boots your legs i mean and then once you get through the scrub oak you're like oh shit there's a 20 foot tall wall of greenbrier you know with the big j beak thorns on them and it's like they, they grab you and it, you, you almost i was like doing spin moves through pieces yeah. Yeah. just constantly just to spin out of just stuff to try to get it. out of it yeah. and like sometimes there's deer trails going through it and sometimes you get to a wall and you're like there's no deer. Like, There's no deer going, through, going through it. <laughs> and like some guys will just keep going through and it's like, yeah. I'm going to be smarter and walk 20 yards sure, to my right yeah. and oh, here's a deer trail and then get back on path. Yeah. Cause but, like, but sometimes you don't have that option. Yeah. You, sometimes you're just in it. And what I would do in that case, I'd turn around and put my back to it and I would literally lay on the stuff and then roll out of it Yeah. to get through it. Or yeah. get on your hands and knees because like you can get under some of this stuff. But sometimes it's just, sometimes you're doing all you can to get through this and we do a lot of pushes back here on, in the seacoast area. We do, we can drive with six man crews and you go through some wet, some swamps, some thorns, some thick stuff, but still nothing that yeah. there's just some pieces down there that we have one that we did last year. We threw it. We took that drive out of the book and said, Nope, done. Not doing it. Never <laughs> touching that again. Yeah. Granted, I found a giant rack in there, but like, we didn't shoot any deer out of it because, like, they yeah. could stand five feet from you and just lay there, and you would never – like, yep. there was just nothing that – Well, and then you had uh, – what do you call it? Yoda's Lair? Yeah, Yoda's Lair down there because it's just, like, this peat moss bog that just – That has greenbrier growing over the top of it. So you can't go under it because you're in knee-deep water. So yeah. if you try to go under it, you're, you're swimming yeah. underwater. <laughs> so you're jumping hummock to hummock, trying to yeah. dodge greenbrier, and we put some deer out of that one. Oh, yeah. I, you I, know? I, was, I was wet. I was too. I, I, I was boots. wet. My yeah. when I when I got out, and I it was a dry year. Yeah. yeah, Ricky, Chad, uh, Burley, they all shot deer yep. on that dry. And yeah. again, you're going through this, and you are miserable. And then when those Until guns start singing, right. yeah. and then right. you, you just you, start you, screaming. You, everybody in the drives like, "Woo!" There's I, nothing I, worse. I think that's really the biggest takeaway that I've, I'm now understanding is like, you know, granted because I've seen the pictures too and everything. Um, I did not comprehend how, how hard that that would actually be to do it. And now, like now that talking to you guys, that's what I'm getting. But, yeah. So Derek, but like, it's gratifying. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. And, and like you, like Travis keeps saying, when the guns go off and the yeah, crew just erupts. It. Yeah. You, and then you, you everybody's for, you, happy. You, know? you forget that you have like an octopus worth of vines right, yeah, and, yeah, with thorns yeah. on them wrapped around. You're just like, yeah. You got a whole, you you got a whole team. It. Yeah. Right. And you're like, oh, maybe there's more. And the whole line starts screaming and plowing through yeah. the piece. And all yeah. of a sudden you hear, boom, a bunch of guns go off. And you're like, get them, boys. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know when to which shooters are shooting because like obviously like you know hey this person's going there but like there's some guys that like when they like my uncle when he shoots it is just and all <laughs> five shots are gone and you're like yep rob just shot yeah and sometimes you have to to get through and put a deer down and that right. stuff um but down there there are certain rules like you can have some extended chokes like there's some extended uh tubes so like there's sometimes you hear one guy ringing off eight nine shots at a time oh, wow. and it's just like and that's what is getting you going yeah well, the the night that me and hunter both killed over in that spot um i think i shot 11 times my phone was vibrating nonstop because i was the only guy over there hunters texting me what the hell is yeah. going on i'm texting him like do you need help because like it's tough to drag deer out of here and i'm like it's verb so i know he's probably put some deer down so and, and i had hunter down in there too and we were deep and we had three deer down at this point and it was a hell drag, and we wanted to get you know get out before it was dark. Yeah, I, I was I was dragging two deer by myself, dark out. I'm hoping somebody will come down in here and help me. I'm dragging Verve's deer that he <laughs> shot earlier that night. So, <laughs> so, I, it's so dark I go out. I got Hunter. my flashlight right. on. I'm dra I drag one deer as far as I can. Well, I met up with you. Back. Yeah. I met up with you. Yeah, got, got me a little bit out. Zigzagging. Then he left. Pull him. And then I'd take my take my you know break, walking back to get the other one drag that one up to the first one yep. and then have to keep real and then and i was still a ways in there and then travis finally i i finally like see a flashlight coming i'm like yes finally and, i got some like, help it's not yeah. the biggest woods but like it's so thick that like you just don't see people that right, was a right. big piece yeah. and then like all of a sudden you come out and it's like when you see someone you're like oh my god i've never been so glad to see someone <laughs> yeah. like, i thought i was myself the right. right out here but yeah. really you're not that far from the truck yep. it's just like well you guys you guys all know how i generally hunt deep yeah i go where most people won't and i know when i let 11 rounds ring and then i heard six more from hunter i was like uh oh this is this is gonna <laughs> suck we're in far and, it, and i'm a couple hundred yards away and i'm off. running towards them because i'm like there's deer moving over there yeah, exactly yeah. and and deer were literally going in every direction i wish i had the camera rolling when i first I got in the tree to hear all the shots you shot and then all the shots because i have my gun groups like, i brought i, I brought text i brought text down that trail and where you could see where the deer ran because there was just shot i mean there was no bark on the trees the <laughs> scrub i i cut a trail through the scrub yeah. oak where i was dumping rounds and he comes up on the corner i'm like hey stand right here when we went over to drive that piece and he's like holy shit <laughs> he's like you killed it in here I, I think uh that's something i know you guys obviously how hard it is and how much harder it will be with video equipment but man that would be really cool i'm gonna if you guys really get a good I, video so I, together. I guess back on the topic of what i learned lessons that i would yep. do oh this, that this I'm is gonna a good have one next year well depending on don't pull your sd card in and out of the computer when you have the best kill of the week on <laughs> yeah. camera yeah. Hunter. i did i did have yeah that i happened, did have I got corrupted perfect video of i mean that nice perfect buck dropping shot. that the biggest both buck of the trip yeah both deer i got them both on the whole i mean the whole thing yeah and these are like 20 yard shots like he and, took a poke across yeah. the swamp yeah. and he yeah. dumped and these with, with a slug gun rifled slug yep. barrel yep. Yep. 
And that's why I ended up sitting that spot because right. I was the only one that had a have a had yeah. a rifle. Yep. So I gave up the stand I was sitting. I moved had, in from where I was sitting, and he moved I over. I took his spot. Just, that's but that's hunting, you know. It's yep. just, it, it, it just, made, that it, was that happened to be made, that deer came through. It made and, the most you know, sense because he had the he gun had the rifle that right could on. make yep. the hundred yard shot. Yeah. I was shooting a smooth bore with buckshot. Right, right. I'm like Hunter. I've already killed two deer. We both take the we stand. Both, yeah. You got the right gun. You hadn't killed a deer yet. Go right. kill. And we yep. both had scouted this whole area together, together. anyway. Yeah. So it wasn't like I was some random person right, just right, like right. coming yeah. in to see. Yeah, I get like it. me and yep. him had both scouted this whole spot, found some areas, mapped our both. And our Travis maps was out on the other end. I mean, yeah. even and if we, it was, you know, I mean, even if it wasn't like with you guys in, in your crew, I'm sure like there's yeah. like, hey, like I'm gonna go here, but check out this spot because oh, yeah. it's well, fire. Like, well, just like when I told him to go in there that night, he hadn't killed a deer yet. I wanted him to kill a deer. I said, go take that stand. I've already shot two. I said, and then I'll I'll just go on the backside. Yeah. If anything's coming in over there, if one of us puts down deer, great. We both killed deer. Yeah. That's what we're there to do. Yep. Yeah. I was happy he shot that deer. Right. I wasn't bummed that he shot that yeah. deer. You know, I was stoked. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so I what, one, so I would guess I would say one, I'm gonna really try to wear my camera on for me next year. Yeah. Next year. Two, I would say extra extra set of clothes because they do get tore up they <laughs> yeah. do go missing um and i would i guess probably the biggest thing is at least one stick or two sticks to get up above the brush mm. so you can see because if even if you just carried you know a one stick so you could strap on a tree just to get up so you could jump in on a limb or something sure. you know yeah just to be able to get up so you could see because there was times where you know you can Fakey. hear the deer and i know <laughs> Right, yeah. If you, you get know, up eight, ten feet, you, you can, can see you got such everything. a yeah. bigger advantage yeah. than because right. yeah. when you're there, everything is the bulk of the brush grows at six feet. Right. So it's right in your face, which the deer are under it, but it's not like it's not a situation where you can just lay underneath it and just shoot under no. it. It's not. It's not. It's not that way, you know. But you can't see to shoot. Because it's all right at your face. Right. Me, me and Travis get... were on the ground, and there was a deer running right at us when I had just climbed down right. out of a tree on a drive because we thought the drivers went the wrong way. Right. So we thought we were all done, so we started walking. He's like, deer, deer, deer. I ran back. That deer was within 25 feet of us probably, and we never – We I think we you saw heard spots. It. Yeah, you heard it, but – I think I think I saw a flash of white. Yeah, but that was just inside the brush line. It right. was all our height. Yep. Well, what I notice when I notice is like the scrub oak grows in like spots, like it's Patches. it's it's thick, but yeah. like yeah, you can the actual root yep. of the tree. You know, they're every five to six feet. So there's and then there'll be a pocket of nothing. So like if you could get up that. Above, just above the six foot line. If you could just get above it, you can see into, into those, those pockets. pockets. Yep. So when the deer are bounding, you can make those Short. shots yep. versus yep. you just see a little flicker of a right. deer that you can't even make a shot on. You right. know, if you could get above, that's I think that's you know you could that alone would would yeah. I think you'd so what, see a, uh, an increase in deer. What, kill. what would be your lessons, Derek? What do you what do you got? So me and Trav, like he touched upon, I'd been talking about. Nantucket with him for years and I was like like he said I was supposed to go like three years ago and couldn't because of COVID so I had already when it comes to hunting I try to learn as much as I can I always do if, I always say this if you're not learning I said it in the last time I was on with yep. you if you're not learning every time you're going hunting you're doing something wrong 
So I would always listen to Travis, what he had to say, listen to the stories about Nantucket. And I had a pretty good understanding of it. He'd send me pictures and what have you. So I had a pretty good understanding going down. But then there's always that hunter in me that wants to branch off, find their own spot, get on their own deer for the sake of the morning and night stands. I knew when it came to pushing, I've, I've done drives before. I knew when it came to pushing even though it was in brand new territory, all I had to do was listen, listen, to to, listen to the experience. Yep. Yep. Listen to Travis, listen to Wayne, listen to Rob, and do what they say. Do what I know how to do with a drive. Hold the line and make it happen. As long as I did that, driving, we were going to be good, which we, we were for the most mm-hmm. part. We had no issues there. Now, for the morning and night stands, Travis kind of gave us a general area. He's like, hey, we're all going to be in the same truck. Th- this area holds deer. This is where me and Burl are going to be. So you and Hunter, you know, if you want to branch out, go find your spot, go do it. So me and Hunter, we actually got on some insane signs, some some of the biggest rubs I've ever seen, let alone on an island with little island deer. Just massive rubs. We do all right mapping shit out together. Yeah. And so we, we did some scouting. We hung some cameras. We found some absolutely insane spots, some, some sick funnels. And you can't see it on the map when you're, you know, when you're e-scouting because it just all looks like scrub. So you kind of get a break out the the topo which there's not a lot of there's not a lot of terrain variation there but where we were there is significant terrain variation so you know we kind of mapped these funnels put boots on the ground found the runs found the rubs which at that point you know your rubs and stuff are kind of irrelevant just as yeah there was bucks in this area and then we had all met up as a group and when we were walking out i found a spot that i just kind of marked it in the back of my head i'm like i gotta check it out i got to but at this point, we're trying to get out. We're trying to get back to the house. So I was like, on my own time, I'm going to get back in there. So I believe it was a nightstand Monday night when I when I went down in and I found that spot. So I get down in there and I find this spot. There's an old tree stand in there. So I'm monkeying up. That's this always tree. a good sign. These yes. these guys, especially down there, these guys can vouch for it. Sketchy climb. Very yeah, all three of us oh, yeah. climbed in that thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, boy. yeah. That is not a nice tree. <laughs> so I get up in there. And kind of like me and you do with the saw marks on the trees that we kill in, our yep. killing trees. Yep. I get up there, there's seven hash marks in the tree. All right. <laughs> and it's a bow stand. And yep. I'm like, okay. So they they work this edge right here. So, and the thing, you know, like I said, this this thing's old. There's pegs that are grown into the tree. I'm, I'm climbing on limbs that the person that has been using those limbs to climb forever, you're like, should I put my foot on this? And... There's bolts in the tree. There's all kinds of weird stuff in this tree. But anyways, I'm like, okay, this is He hammered like anything that was metal into this tree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like some of it, you're like, what is the tree grew around? And you're like, what is this? There was a square head bolt in it. It There was a sign that that tree's been used that long. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they still make those, but this one was old. Um, So anyways, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm in the game. Saw deer every single sit in in that stand. So I was like, okay. And that part of me at that point was satisfied. Came down here, found a spot for morning and night stands. Love it. Seeing deer, shooting deer. Good. Drives are going well. You know, Hunter was still kind of bebopping. He was finding spots. Um, you know, all of us know Hunter. He's not exactly the most patient human being on the planet. So <laughs> he's he's bouncing piece to piece to piece to try to find that one spot he, he wants. And he ended up getting into a couple that he liked. But um, – I would say for me, going down, that was fun, figuring stuff out for morning and night sits, being part of the drives and seeing how all that goes down and, and just living that. That was cool. Now, the hardest part for me is, you guys know, up here, I do a ton of trail camera 
you know, scouting, running, whatever. Um, ton of boots on the ground more you know more than a lot of people i think travis is the only other person i know that puts as much boots on the ground as i do um or more for that matter because you, you don't have my girlfriend she, well you, you don't have that. kids yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. If it's anything, easier for me if yeah. anything you do more than i do at this point um i've kind of calmed it down over the last couple of years but um for me the hardest part was and always is when i go somewhere new is the unknown territory. I'm someone that likes history with, with a piece. I will stomp it and stomp it and stomp it until I figure out every nook and cranny of that piece of woods. I will run cameras. I'll figure out what the general population of deer likes to do, where they run, not just the bucks, like what the deer in general like to do in that piece of woods. And then I figure it out and I get good at hunting it. I find my spots and, I, and then I enjoy hunting it. Now, when I go somewhere new, it's like that anxiety, that, that pressure's on. And I had that with Nantucket because it's like, for one, it's its own world, like completely. So any of the sign I was reading down there, there's no rhyme or reason to it. There's cover everywhere. There's food everywhere. There's water everywhere. So there's no, you, you can't just narrow it to whatever you please and be like, okay, this is the spot. You just kind of have to live it and figure it out as you go. And that was hard for me. Um, Running a semi, I've always been a pump action guy when it comes to shotgun hunting. Running a semi, that was that was its own set of challenges, but got that down now. Um, I did shoot it a lot goose hunting this year with uh, with Hunter and Jack, um, and I was still having issues then that I should have resolved prior to going down to Nantucket. But um, that's all smoothed out now, and then uh, you know trying to trying to run run cameras like hunter like hunter said you know it's it's almost impossible down there um i'd like to run video equipment more next year yeah really put something quality together yeah um, that would be cool be but good for the channel overall i mean great trip tons of fun uh pretty good com camaraderie and morale the whole time um i i got no complaints we're going back again this year and uh I'm I'm willing to bet we're gonna set a record this year yeah. for for this this group. Yeah, pretty, I'm pretty cool. I'm pretty confident we'll yeah. break forty. Yeah. And to speak on what he said uh, earlier about like figuring out where to sit, it's such a tough area because like you can do all that e scouting, which like take advantage of anywhere you go hunting. You couldn't do that years ago. Um, we drive around like we jump out, scout a piece, and they'd be like, "Oh, like I want to sit here." And I'm like, "Oh, hold off." We go to the next piece and they're like, oh. Oh, this one's better. This one. And then like <laughs> yeah. we went to another piece just at the end of the night, like just to watch deer and like how many deer we saw. They both were like, we're sitting here in the morning. And I was like, all right. Like, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like wherever you feel, because I trust them. Like they have yeah. plenty of skill. Yep. And they sat there and it didn't pan out that morning. And they both realized like, okay, let's go back to like these other areas. And I watched somebody shoot a deer that morning. Yeah. yeah. I watched, yeah. I watched, I watched him stand deer. up and watch the deer come out two, 250 yards away. Watched him shoot it. It dropped. Watched him climb down. Go get it. Yep. Climb yeah, back it. up. Right. I watched the deer feed all, that whole morning. Yeah. But it was just, again, it, we, we first, first morning we ever sat, we didn't know. Yeah. You know and, and we were sitting in an open area. And I saw a deer, but it was too far for me to shoot with a shotgun. And yep. I just watched it. I was actually texting him. I'm like, hey, because we could see each other in this yeah. field. And I was like, hey, can you see that deer over there? And, it, you know, it just, he couldn't see. Hunter it. was between you me know. and the guy I watched shoot a yeah, deer. Yeah. And the yeah. guy shot a deer that Hunter couldn't see that I could see. And Hunter was watching a deer that neither me or that <laughs> yeah. other guy couldn't see. It's just like, yeah. And like he said, like, there's not much elevation change, but like there is spots like these rolling hills yep. and stuff. Yeah. And sometimes right. like you're there to kill deer, but there'll be times where you'll be perched up on a hill. You'll be 
pushing a piece that slopes downhill and you watch a deer come out and you watch the first guy shoot at it and miss the second guy shoots at it and miss the third guy now you're like go little buddy like i'm, <laughs> I'm rooting for buddy. you like let's go yeah. like and yeah. they get out of the piece and you're like you know what good for you good well, for look you at, yeah. look at uh <laughs> I, I, I was calling you the puppet master on this one. So we, we did a piece. It was one of the last pieces of the trip. Hunter, uh, Travis was up on this hill. Sorry, I didn't mean to call you Hunter. That's kind of offensive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, nice. Travis is up on this hill. He's got a sick vantage point. It's only probably a 20-foot elevation rise. And this is just straight swale. Probably okay. my favorite push out of the whole week. It was yeah. sick. So he's like the puppet master, dude. He's up on this hill. He's yelling, go this way, go that. He's watching all these deer he's just move. just orchestrating it. Dude, just yeah, running. Yeah. 15 <laughs> yeah. guys. Travis is the only one that sees the deer. <laughs> okay? So there's deer going everywhere. Finally, people start ripping shots. People are seeing deer. I'm pretty sure all of them got out, okay? Then the guys are just at the end of the push. They're in the last 30 yards. All of a sudden, 20 yards ahead of me, 20 yards behind the line that just went by that little buck right there on the wall stands up and starts running back to where they started. So I pick up, had a nice broadside shot. Boom. Things like mid roll. Ricky touches off. Boom. In grand time. It was like, bap, bap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Quick. And I was just like, and I could see it. I was like, okay, verb shot first. And like, I could see he hit the deer, but it's just like, it's crazy that that can happen. Yeah. And this these, piece was a hundred yards wide. We right. sent four guys through it. Yeah. Like, so we had four guys in it, 11 guys around it. Four guys walked by this deer while 11 guys were standing around it. It laid there until they, the line went by. Yeah. Now think about when you can't see distances right. like that. Yeah. What the hell is going mm-hmm. out the back door? Yep. And we crushed the deer coming out the back door. Yeah, because you, you were prepped for it. Yeah, yeah, I remember being up on that hill, and I had no gun. Left it in the truck. I was standing by – no one was living in it, but it was a beach house. I was like, I just, I'm going to go sit here just so I can see what they do learn from yeah, next year. Yeah. They walked 10 yards in the piece, two stood up and ran back door. So I, eh, back, oh, there's no one out there. Yeah. So I'm yeah. not even going to yell. So I'm right. watching it at this point. I pull in Snapchat out and I'm just filming it. Another one gets out. Some that the drivers don't even know stood up because this stuff is so thick. Yeah. And I'm just over here yelling into the piece. They're smarter than us. Cause <laughs> deer are just piling on this piece and no one's shooting. Yeah. Call him yeah. hollow point. Cause he was just hollow and pointing. Yeah. I was just like <laughs> back door, side door. Like we had guys stationed to stay back door to just sit there and yell. So yeah. they wouldn't go, but and they just right. ran right to him. Wow. We had this one guy just sitting there. He lost his voice. He didn't have much of a voice. So he's, Hey! hey. He just, I mean, he couldn't. Barely when he was screaming, he sounded like a girl because his voice was gone. He started was, cracking. Ah! Yeah. And I want to touch upon that. Like, when we push, we have everyone knows where they are the guy on your right, guy on your left. And we, from the second you step into the piece, the second you get out, the guys pushing are hooting and hollering. And I don't care what you're saying, but just make noise. So everyone knows where you are. Guys know that our drivers, uh, sitters know where you are. Just so helps with the drive and it's a safety factor. Safety is the biggest thing down there for us. Like I don't care how many deer we shoot as long as we all go home intact. Yep. And again, like you said, safety and you can also be like, Hey, the right side's getting way ahead of us. So you can yell down the line, hold up on the right side. Yeah. It's just like that helps because when you're in this stuff, you can pull your map out and be like, Hey, I'm here. I need to get there. But like in that stuff, sometimes you have to zig and zag through it. It's right. Just, yeah. It's I like, I like to be the, I like to be the pivot point when we were doing drives. Yeah. I like to be in the middle so I could be like, 
Hunter's a hell of a pivot man. Yeah. <laughs> so I could so be like, oh, hey, line to the left, yeah. go ahead, run like, to the right, stop. And then, you know, you could pull yeah. the, right, yeah. pull the Me, whole thing and you work You try it, to set you know? them up to where you have an experienced guy on the left side, an experienced guy on the right side, and someone in the middle that knows, like, okay, I need a... And who's got a loud-ass mouth like yes. Hunter. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And can, <laughs> I can yell from the right side, hey, the yeah. left side's way ahead, and he'll pass it He down, can pass the up. note, yeah. And yeah. Me, me and Hunter... We were midline a lot next to each other, and he would kind of try to, like, for example, the piece that went to shit. I'm not going to say a nickname or anything, but he was controlling the left side. I was trying to control the right, but the difficulty in that piece was we were getting in pockets of open open areas and growth areas where – at one point, it sounds like a guy's 10 feet from you, and then the next, it sounds like he's 100 yards away. Yeah, or you can't hear him at all. Like, one little five-foot hill could make it so you can't hear anyone on your left side. Right. And then the whole right, line yeah. gets destroyed yeah. because yeah. of the terrain and the growth, the yep. vegetation. So that's a whole not- another separate set of challenges, and we could definitely go on, I mean, all day about this. We could do a part two on this eventually. Say, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, uh, yeah, just uh, I, I want to get one last thing, um, Travis. Like, So we did, we did Hunter's lessons, Derek's lessons. I mean, you've been doing this for a while now, but I guarantee you you're still learning things. Yeah. Like, what did, what did you learn from this last trip, especially like – hosting it for say um god there's a lot i mean like we just still, do just do a couple quick ones you um know? probably the biggest thing is like don't get discouraged down there you could be the guy where i try to put that's the other thing you try to get someone a deer you put them in the best spot and nothing produces and they just deer <laughs> that won't always go happens yes yeah, well no always for me for yeah. me i never took my safety off in a drive I never shot at a deer in a drive. Yep. I never saw a deer in a drive. You shot your deer on morning yep. and night. Right. Stands. Yeah. I yep. just and I've I've watched other people shoot deer, so I can't say I didn't see it. I never had a deer come by me in a spot where I you was like you okay probably, I can take my safety off. I might shoot a deer. You probably you started getting I, a little discouraged. I'm, I oh yeah, yeah yeah absolutely yeah. yeah I mean I was that's like, why you know, I put I him in like, that right, yeah, this is, yeah. it just happened because it's and it's not like it's a rhyme or reason to it. Travis pulls a book out and you just pick a number. Yep. There's no, though, this, this number six is going to be better than number three. Right. right. You know, there's nothing. Well, how many times no have we put guys that it didn't just, kill deer in what we thought was going to be the money spot? And the guy that's already killed three ends up shooting two more. Yeah, no, that always happens. Know, it just, it's, it's, that's always it just, like how it goes. I never saw Derek shot his two, two of, of his three in a drive. And one of them, wasn't even part of the drive. It ran into the drive. Yeah. Just happened to be he stood in the right. spot, and the right. deer turned, come out of a little tiny spot where yeah. they shouldn't even have been. Right. You know? and it, they were literally in a pie piece one. in a Y in the road in a ditch. That's where that buck came yep. out of. Yep. In a yep. culvert. Yep. So that's my biggest thing is like, don't get discouraged. Yeah. Like you could go all week without even clicking the safety off, and then right. Friday you could shoot Pile five, six deer. Yeah. Yeah. And my dad's the perfect example of that. First year we went down there, he never clicked his safety off. So, like, do you think he was like, yeah, I want to go back to this? He did only because, like, you see what everyone else does. Sure, it's like, yeah. That could the be potential's me. there. So, yeah. like, don't get discouraged. Like, we're going to put you in spots that we hope 10 deer run by you. Like, you just can't – you don't know what the deer are going right. to do. So, don't get discouraged. Um, well, look at when I had those nine go by me. That could have very easily turned into five deer on the ground. Yeah, yeah. sure. It just it, – it, it can go your way. It cannot. Yeah, it's yeah. that's just hunting. You can never guarantee something. And I, people are going to hear about how many deer are down there. But, like, at the end of the day, it is still hunting. Like, yep. 
the it's deer work. are going to do what the deer want. That's, that's what I've learned, like, just from sitting and talking to you guys at this point. Is, it's work and it's hunting. Yeah, yeah. It's, how know, much it's work it still two. is. You're working your ass off, and you may not you, – you, you may just be essentially working for somebody else to – you yeah, know, sure, have the, but have it's the still fun of crew. the part, you know. But yeah. it's your party. You're part of it. It's and in a matter of a second, everything can change. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just yep. you just happen to pick that spot, and that's where the deer decide to run that day. The, the only know, time, the only time I generally got discouraged down there was we had a group set up on us when they saw us setting up a drive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they ended up yeah. killing an ass load of deer. Yeah. On our drive. And we call that seagulling. They seagulled <laughs> us. I yeah. mean, they just... And it was dangerous. It's, yeah. They don't know where we sure. are. Yeah. We don't know where yeah. they are. They're shooting yeah. at people. So, like, that... We're walking out, and a guy's shooting at a deer that's between the two of us, and he, we're, he's 20 yards up the hill, and he's aiming his gun right in our direction. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's, like, that's sketchy. And that's the thing. Down there, like, there's a lot of hunters. There. There's a lot of woods. It's thick, but there are a lot of hunters. Well, I mean, so you like, said you got two weeks, right, of yeah. the season? Yeah. And I don't know what people do on the second week. We've never hunted the second week. Yeah. We're always down there the first opening week. And there's a lot. I mean, the boat, you're going over on a ferry. So the ferry pulls in and all of a sudden it's all the locals piling off that island because all these hunters are getting on this boat and they're heading out there. So, like, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of smaller groups. But um, and use people to your advantage. Like, I don't think people see like pressure and they see people bouncing around. They get discouraged, but it's like, sit tight. Yeah. You're in an area. There's yep. a lot of deer. Let other hunters like yep. move deer I, to you. I, we, I, I learned by that. We've learned that lesson around here. Yeah. 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 Especially no you, Derek, you with, yeah. with your, you know, I one, use, one of your best bucks that you shot. Yeah. I use pressure to my advantage every single place I hunt. And I go to the pieces, the areas that no one else wants to go to or, or wants to deal with. And when the deer get pushed in there, you know, and, it's, I find a lot of success doing that. And that pressure thing too, is something that most people like, you know, you have a hunter walk by you, Oh, this, this hunt's ruined. I'm yeah. out of here, you know, kind of deal. And it's like, you know, that, that could be the thing that makes things move around more and you could get that opportunity. Well, you were with me the day I shot that doe in the snow. Yeah. Yep. I walked by a guy. I had, wa- I actually, I walked by two guys that day. And one of them is having a meltdown, storming off through the brush. He's like, oh, another hunter, boy, and he's screaming off. Right, that's my point. Yeah. I go 60 yards behind where he just came from, pop over the Deer. hill, shoot a doe, and I hear him scream off in the distance. <laughs> it's yeah. like they're just they're going to zigzag, move around you. They're going to yep. back. You know, it's it's never let – I've had a guy walk under my tree stand, and then 15 minutes later a deer walk under that I shoot. Right. Yep. It doesn't – I don't care what anybody says. Don't – don't let the people destroy it for you. But something I also try to do is take the path less traveled and yep. it pays off yep. nine times out of 10. Well, you got anything else, Travis? Um, last thing, if you're going to go do this hunt, pattern your buckshot gun. <laughs> yep. Again, you can use a muzzleloader, you can use slugs, but when we drive like morning and night stands, use slugs, but when we're pushing, use the buckshot. It's yeah. safer. Yep. Um, pattern your gun just cause it shoots this big pattern. Doesn't mean you're going to hit deer. Sure. Yeah. And we've seen that a lot where, guys don't go down there they don't pattern their gun and they, i mean what are you shooting at at that point right. you don't know where yeah. your patterns going yep. um and so we're not yeah. going to tell you what the good stuff is but try, try out different buckshots yeah there's certain buckshots that pattern yeah yeah tighter. It's yeah shotguns are their whole we i mean we, we could even talk a whole episode on that if we wanted yep. to i'm sure like the different ammo and choke combinations of different yeah. shotguns but yeah but yeah that's that's a good that's a good yeah. tip so Oh, I'd say we're almost, we're coming up on two hours, guys. So yeah. you want to wrap this thing up? Yeah. Anyone got any final thoughts? 
I think we we just did all of our lessons here, but yeah. I just want to thank thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks uh, for coming on the show, guys. Yeah, me too. This has been this has been um, fun. And if yeah. you're ever interested, let me know. I mean, yeah, we're yeah. always looking for more guys, more hunters, people with experience. So yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely interested. So it's it's <laughs> yeah. a good. That's the thing. Go you go down knowing like yeah, I want to fill the freezer, and you can target bigger bucks back home because now you can right? say no, that's I'm going to use this hunt. And to speak on the conservation thing, we're down there for a week. So we want to take home all our deer, but there is a food pantry on the island oh, that cool. like a lot of the locals and people will donate deer. Oh, that's to. awesome! Yeah. Um. So th- I think that's awesome. People can utilize that. Um. And same thing, like you might have guys that go down there shoot one deer. The year I shot six down there, it's like I gave a couple deer to other yeah, people sure. that only shot one. Like, right. I gave deer. To, I yeah. gave one to Joe. And yeah. I yeah. Gave we we guy. yeah we cut them up yep. and and You're you know all shared together. the meat. Yeah. Yeah. So like we're yeah. all putting the same effort in. So like we like to split things fifty fifty and. I mean, I shoot enough deer up here that I don't need to go to Nantucket, but I like to do it. I, I mean, it's the camaraderie of that trip. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. It's it's fun. It's a it's great fun. time. We have a great group of guys yeah. down yeah. there. I oh, usually cool. I usually keep enough deer for my household and then give the rest out to other right, people yeah. who want it anyways. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, it's yeah. a good way to enjoy the hobby and still be able to you know give meat to people. Yeah, and it's a good way to to share this experience as being yeah. an outdoorsman and having people appreciate it and and uh you know when things come up like oh should we ban hunting for xyz reasons these people have these memories of oh well you know this fed my family for you know a little while and you know and and stuff like that you know it's it's all it's all a part of it it it, and when you think about it like that it's kind of selfish because you're like i'm doing this in a way because i don't want it to go away but at the same time it's still contributing to well, look, everyone this benefits well-being besides that too look when the when covid hit and meat prices were yeah. through the roof if you could even find it hunters I, had the meat i was sitting on 600 pounds <laughs> of, of the greatest yep. meat right. you can yeah. eat exactly yeah yep. 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 and to speak back on like you're also helping helping that island like yeah. you're helping that Absolutely. population yep. you're helping lyme disease the car accident just everything yep so the economy yeah people can view yeah, it sure as, yeah you're you're putting money into the wildlife yeah. agencies too yeah so. we're down there like it's not a cheap island like you're right. dropping some money to go right. down there so like we're helping in that aspect too yep. i mean there's a lot that is involved than just going and killing deer yeah. well cool guys i think we should definitely do this again um this has been this has been fun yeah. so yeah all right well that's it for this episode <laughs> see you guys Hey guys, if you uh, like the episode, share it, uh, like it, subscribe, uh, do all the stuff. Would really appreciate it. Um, Thank you again for tuning in to the Outdoorsman Collective Podcast.